This episode of Not All Podcasts Were Capes is sponsored by Shadow Boxes by James. Combining the love of arts and crafts with comic books and collecting, Shadow Boxes by James is the perfect gift for every fanboy and fangirl in your life. Visit shadowboxesbyjames.com and use the promo code NOTALLPODS, that's all one word, for 15% off your purchase today. And now for the podcast that wishes there was a TVA to prune all these variants. Not all podcasts, wear capes. They did it, guys. They did it. Spider-Man, they did... Oh, wait, no, that's not this podcast. <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> that's... No, we did that already. <laughs> that was last... That was I'm still basking I'm still hyped. the glory. I'm still hyped from last right. podcast. So, so, Anthony, what are we doing today? It's that time of the year again where we're doing a year in review, and we're just going to run down our top 10 of 2021, whether you saw stuff in the movies, at home on streaming, at home away on your phone, wherever you watch stuff or listen to stuff. We're just going to run down our, our top 10. And as always, you know, there may be more, there may be less. There's probably going to be a lot more. But uh, yeah, this is our top 10 of 2021. There is definitely going to be some overlap. Oh, yeah, there's definitely going to be overlap. So what we're going to do, I think, right off the bat, uh, maybe in our structure, first, we'll just go through some honorable mentions. If one of us has a top 10 that's higher on the list. We're going to go, it's higher on my list. And then we'll wait till it gets higher on the list. So we'll bump those up so we don't talk about them over and over and over again. Sounds good. And this could be top 10 whatever, right? And it could be like video games, comic yeah, books, whatever. I mean, if you listen to the you know, top 10 episodes top 10. In, the, in the past, it's basically the same format, right? We're just going to keep it loose and we're going to hang out. We're going to have a drink and we're going to toast the new year, right? Cheers. Yeah, right here, right here. Cheers and cheers, Happy cheers. New Year, happy everybody. Happy New Year. Stay safe and all that. Happy New Year. All right. All right let's yeah, jump let's right into it. Who wants to go first? Let's do our honorable mentions. Things that we considered to be on the list, but we did not put on the list. Get Ariani, you go first. You want to go first, Ariani? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a few honorable mentions. I don't know if you want me to go through all of them or... Yeah, just, just start reading them off. Through get, them real get, quick. Run, run through it. All right. Well, yeah, we're still uh, reading them off. One of my favorite uh, podcasts, actually, of the year is one called Maintenance Phase. Um, Vol- not all podcasts were capes. It's pretty good. Not all podcasts is my, yeah, I, not all podcasts is my absolute favorite podcast. But one of my... <laughs> That's number yes, one on your course, list, I but hope. But one of my uh, current other favorites is called Maintenance Phase. Vulture actually put it number one on their best podcast of 2021. And I'm really happy to see that because they're one of my absolute favorites. So, so what is Maintenance it? Phase. Maintenance so, phase? What is that? Uh, it's, you know, the host, Michael Hobbs, Aubrey, Audrey Gordon, they talk about um, like wellness uh, scams uh, or even just not even necessarily things that are scams, things that are, you know, well known in the wellness industry like they talk about weight watchers they talk about you know fen fen which i guess was like this craze back in the 90s like they go through like wellness crazes and stuff like that didn't like there's it wasn't there like isn't that a, yeah fen fen, like a drug basically. that like cause all kinds of birth caused, defects like, i don't know it caused like horrible side effects but people was were taking it like regularly oh, okay. um they, they it's it's a really great show I honestly really recommend it. 
um, check it out. One of my favorite. Oh, it sounds good. There's a lot of stuff out there that preys on vulnerable people who feel bad about themselves. Exactly. And, and I think this podcast takes a really fair approach to that where they, you know, criticize things like that. But they're also like honest about, you know, how people feel about it, if it works for them, if it doesn't work for that. But also like the real dangers of stuff like that. Um, yeah. Well, you know, positive thinking is very, very important. But I, I, I'm sus about any, anyone who tries to sell it. Yeah. You know, no, sounds interesting. Yeah, it, might have to check that out. It's a really good oh. show, really, really good show. I recommend it. Um, okay, uh, next of my honorable mentions is One Night in Miami. Uh, this movie came out really early in the year. It came out in January. Um, Amazon Prime, uh, great, great movie. Absolutely wonderful movie. Directed by Regina King. Uh, her feature film debut. You know her from all sorts of movies. Um, you know her from Friday. If you saw Watchmen. Um, she was the the lead in Watchmen. Um, Isn't she that young actress from uh, from Family Matters? No. Wasn't she in Family Matters? She, she was in a television. She show might have been in like an ago, episode of Family Matters, I think I recall. But she wasn't Laura. Is that who you're thinking of? The one right, who played I'm Laura that Urkel was in love with. <laughs> Is this? Uh, okay. I'm gonna find it. So Keep on going. one night Keep in Miami. Going. If you haven't seen it, it's basically what it sounds like. It's one night, and it follows Muhammad Ali, um, Sam Cooke. Um, oh gosh, who were the others uh, that were with with them? Because Muhammad Ali and Sam Cooke were were the and Malcolm X, also Malcolm X, and right Malcolm X, and and it, it was a a musician. Um, well, Sam Cooke is the musician. Or Sam Cooke is... Okay, so it was an actor then, probably, right? Because it wasn't someone going to... Like, their, their thing was getting a role. Oh, my gosh. No, I, um, I should have looked this up before because I, it's been so long since I've seen the movie. Oh, Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Oh, Jim act- Brown, the football player. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. So it's with the four of them just, like, being together um, for one notable night in Miami. Um and it's completely fantastic, amazingly fantastic, super underrated. I feel it, it, it did get nominated for the Oscars this year, but it didn't win anything. And I'm super bummed about that because it's such a fantastic, stunning movie. Um, definitely watch it. Give it, a, give it a great chance. Okay, so she was in, she was in two two seven, the TV yeah, series with, uh, 227. with, Jack, with Jackie yeah, Harris. Uh, she... <laughs> Right, right, and then she was, um, she was in Boys she in the was, Hood. Yeah, I, I, I know. Uh, poetic yeah. Justice. Well, that was, um, that was um, Jr. Uh, Janet Jackson's big yeah. movie, right? Uh, bunch of TV shows. She was in yeah. Friday. She, she, was she was in Jerry Maguire. She was Cuba movies. Gooding's wife. Oh, that's right. Jerry yeah. Wow. Jerry Maguire. That's what I'm saying. She's a huge. Yeah, wow. She's an she's amazing actor. How Stella She's got her groove actress. back. Yeah, yeah, Huge yeah, actress, no. iconic actress. And this was her feature film debut. So. Nice, yeah. I'm going to definitely check that out. Support Kate, female love to see filmmakers that. and support black filmmakers. All right. Next on my honorable mentions is The Mitchells vs. The Machines. Um, probably one of my favorite animated movies this year. I really loved it. Um I believe I, I believe it's Lord and Miller that directed it, or at least helped write yep, it. They're, or they're, they're involved somehow. They're, yeah. they're involved, and it's definitely. It, it, oh, Lord and Miller from Han Solo. 
Were those the guys who directed the, like the Lego movie? They directed. Han they Solo? were supposed to. Direct they were the Han ones Solo. that got kicked off. Yeah. They they departed ways and gave it to Ron Howard, and we ended up with whatever we got. But in any case, uh, Lord and Miller are involved with um, the Mitchells versus the Machines. It's super cute. Super cute, super fun. So I've seen about half of it. I keep falling asleep. Come on, man. At the same part, <laughs> just because I'm usually. Listen, my my problem is we'll watch something with my kids at like seven thirty. By like eight fifteen, I'm sleeping on the couch, and then they're waking me up and and going, "It's time to go to bed." Such a dad. So I usually get to see like the first half hour or something, and I'll usually miss a half hour. Oh my God. Like we were just talking about Encanto. I don't know if that's going to be on your list, but. Same thing with that. Luca took me like a month and a half to finish because I kept falling asleep. Oh my and it's God. not that these movies are bad. I'm just exhausted these days. I know. I've turned into my parents. Tell me I about it. it. I was I was fighting whether to put, you know, Luca or Encanto or some or you know, on, on the list, but I figured let me give it to something that's not Disney and the Mitchells versus the Machines really is like I'm looking at the cast it's great. here is amazing. It's, Danny McBride. <laughs> He's the dad. Like from what's what? Listen, what I've seen. Danny is very McBride. Good. What's my favorite HBO show? What's his name? What's his Kenny name? Kenny Powers. Uh, Powers. When he's the former baseball. <laughs> Kenny Powers. What's the name of the show? Oh, it's the HBO oh, um, show. Oh my gosh, I can't he's remember. He's bounding down. Yeah, yeah. He's bounding down. Yeah. He's bounding. Oh, it's so, so funny. Oh, that was. What is? Yeah. Maya Rudolph. She's uh, the mom. Fred Armisen. And it's funny. She played. John Maya Legend, Rudolph played Chrissy two Teigen. Models in two animated movies because she was also the mom in Luca. She was the fish mom. No, oh, cool. cool. Well, uh, what else you got, Ariani? Because um, I know our, our list is going to be long, and we're, we're I gonna, know. this is going to be a long podcast. I know. All right, that's all. All right, that's all my on my uh, honorable mention, and it and it hurt me to put this only on my honorable mentions. Was F nine the ninth installment of the Fast and Furious franchise? It was my. F- I, st- I still haven't seen it. It was my first movie back in theaters during the pandemic and i could not have been more happy to choose that one to be my first movie back because it is they just keep getting stupider and crazier and i am just like i'm like yes more stupid please more crazy i love it all i love it i and as as our listeners know the only fast and furious movie that i've seen all the way through is tokyo drift and tokyo drift is also super awesome and underrated and it is the glue of the franchise it is literally the glue of the <laughs> franchise. I'm not even joking. Um, F9 is balls to the walls. Insane. If you haven't seen it, I don't even want to spoil shit for you. Just imagine the stupidest thing you could do with the car, and they do it, and it's awesome. Go watch it. I'm just waiting for it to come on streaming. As soon as it hits HBO Max, I'm there. It's so good. It's worth the- Honestly, rent it. Just rent it. It's so good. It's so fun. <laughs> I love it. I, make make 50 more Fast and Furious movies, Vin Diesel. I beg of you, please. Do it until your, the wheels fall off. I don't care. Just more, please. Okay, last one on honorable mention uh, is the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which I beat this week. And that That's my honorable mention, too. Oh, good! So I, I did something... <laughs> I did, I did something with my honorable mentions where it's stuff that I really liked, but I just haven't finished yet for various reasons. Mm. And this is one of the games I haven't finished yet. Um, but it's super fun and it's super cool. And if you like Marvel and you're into video games, this is definitely something we're checking out for sure. But get, get Ariane yeah. without spoilers. Uh, go ahead. I'm not going to spoil too much because like, it's it's almost impossible to spoil this game because like, it's really freaking weird. Like, they, like it's so many... Cra- you, you fight so many monsters. 
there's it's like the story is bizarre it's so cool the voice acting is great and you can tell they pulled a lot from like the marvel movies because the way rocket sounds it's very much like bradley cooper the way um drat sounds is very much like uh like dave batista how they perform the characters um but the the game is is a good chunk like when i played the miles morales game last year i was surprised kyle like how short it felt this game did not feel that way at all this game felt like really long and especially because like there's times where you think you beat the game and it's just like nope there's more game keeps going yeah and it's crazy it's super wild so um i definitely recommend playing the guardians game if you have a playstation uh i don't know if it's also on xbox it should be right it is because i have it for xbox okay so and i have it for playstation um so i 100 percent recommend the guardians game you'll get a lot of um game time out of it um and it's pretty challenging. It, it kicked my ass a few times. Um, and I haven't played a lot of games this year because games are expensive and they take a lot of time. And I'm really bad at them. But this one, if you, if you put time into it, it'll be really rewarding. I promise. Yeah, I need to get back onto it for sure. Yes. But I'm not playing video games until I can buy, buy, a, cons- uh, buy a console for Ronin. So I just can't. I have this one Star Wars game on my and phone. That's it. Uh, but you know, you're, you're good mean, with it's that. Like, he's, he's a real it. pro gamer. I, I mean, I'd love to, but I no, no. But I like you know my my game time is spent with Dungeons and Dragons, so I can't. And I was actually looking for something to say, like, well, what can I put for Dungeons and Dragons for the top twenty? But nothing really <laughs> great came out in terms. Of, I mean, it's good stuff, D- but not so, great. It, it's hard know. to dedicate the time because video games are so long now. Like Ariani just said. And there's so much content television-wise. Like, it's like, do I want to spend an hour playing a video game, or can I watch like three episodes of something right now? I know. And usually, I, I pick the TV. You know. Um, but all right, since we had overlap. Yeah. Okay. No, because like games are actually like like I, I'm like oh this is like good for my like my brain or something. Like I feel like I'm actually like working some like using my brain for like solving puzzles and like figuring <laughs> shit out and stuff like that. I do have criticisms of the game where it's just like sometimes I'm like in a area where i just i got stuck and i'm like why i'm like i don't know how to get the hell out of here and i had to freaking go on youtube (laughs) find a walkthrough that and it's just like it's the stupidest thing where i get stuck and i'm just like man so that's my one criticism of the game sometimes you'll get stuck in weird places and you're just like i don't know what to do i literally don't know what to do and then i find a walkthrough other people also don't know what to do and then they also figure it out by accident i'm like oh okay great so but I sounds about right. Other than that, the game is is a joy to play. Let's go to Spade because it was a rollover. All right, yeah, because we had a little overlap. So my honorable mentions this year, what I did was pick stuff that I really liked that I just haven't finished yet that I know is going to be good, but you know I can't for fact put it in my top ten because I didn't finish it yet, and it's just a couple things. Um, so number first one is a comic book. It's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ronin, or the last Ronin it's called. It's the one I mentioned to you guys months ago where three of the turtles are killed and there's only one left over. And it's basically, yeah, so there's only four issues out so far, so the story hasn't even finished. Um, But I really like it so far. It's really cool. It's an interesting take on it. But the problem is you're getting one comic book, every like four months so like the last one came out in like september 
So it's been a while since anything has been released. But each issue was like 40-something pages. So it's basically like a double-sized comic. Um, but yeah, so, so that's on my list. definitely worth checking out. And it's easy to just pick up and read because you don't really need to know the backstory. You get everything within the first issue and you're, you're good to go. Um, second thing, similar thing. I only saw the first episode, but I know the show's good. It has been good. I'm assuming this season was good too, but Doom Patrol, I haven't, uh, I haven't finished that yet. Um, and then my last honorable mention. Yeah. Doom Patrol is great. I haven't gotten to it and we didn't make it a priority for the podcasts. So I wasn't able, yeah, uh, uh, by default, that's on my honorable mention because I haven't gotten to it. Yeah. And I mean, it, it comes out with like no fanfare, you know what I mean? There's really yeah. like, I didn't see any, you like, know, nothing about it. No, it's about it's it. like, yeah, all of a sudden it's like, oh, here it is. It's on Disney plus, uh, it's on HBO max. And here's the first three episodes. And then before you know it, it's the whole season's there. Yeah. Ariani, we covered the show before you came on, right? to the podcast i think you'd like it there's a lot of uh, varied representation okay. in there and i think you give it a it. chance yeah it, it's it's really good it's did you watch umbrella academy on netflix i watched like the first like three four episodes actually so that's kind of like a comparison that i can give okay but it's i don't i don't want to say it's better but it's it's in the same vein like like that um Doom Patrol is a wild ride. They like, they just go like, they're like, listen, we're going off the rails. Don't worry about it. Just come with us. It's going to be a little yeah, crazy. Yeah, and, and it, the cast is really good. Okay. You know, like, the, and the characters are yeah. interesting. It's definitely worth your time for, for sure. We'll, we'll... Yeah, Brendan yeah. Fraser's doing a great job there and all the other the supporting characters. Yeah. Characters on the show. Yep. Um, all right. And then my last honorable mention is two things. So I'm cheating on, on these two because. One's not even out yet, but I'm so hyped for it. It actually comes out tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it's going to be out. But Cobra Kai, I can't wait for Cobra Kai. I'm super excited and pumped for Cobra Kai. Season Season four four drops tomorrow on Netflix. Oh, my God. I haven't seen season three. That's probably why we never did the podcast. Total soap opera. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, Cobra Kai is is great. It hits all the, the, the feels, especially as someone who dressed up as the karate kid and, like, kindergarten first grade and maybe second grade uh for halloween it's absolutely my uh my show for sure did you do karate um, how was season three season three is good season three is really good i saw the first I episode of it. season three yeah i mean it's it's no better or worse than seasons one and two you know what i mean it's this it's the like same said, same vein because the the at the end of season two <laughs> went off the rails where they had this extended, like, half-hour kung fu fight. In the, in the high school. Excuse me, karate fight. <laughs> yeah. In the high school. And all the teachers were Bro. like, ah, oh, that's not my job. It's, I can't handle it. And everybody walked away. And I'm like, I was well, like, what's happening here? Well, T, they would have kicked your ass if, 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 uh, if that yeah, was exactly. you in high school. Those kids were throwing around yo, fists yo, and legs. third-degree blue belt, <laughs> Kali. Eskrima, Filipino stick and knife fighting. Let's yeah, let's go. I'll I'll, I'll go up against your karate any day. I I know old dojo busting from the seventies. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm looking forward to Cobra Kai. We should do an episode on it for sure. Me too. Um, so T, you got to catch up on two seasons. Um, and then the the last thing is something. It's it's gonna be the next thing that I watch now that I finished a couple other shows. Um, everybody keeps talking about it. Everybody swears it's awesome. 
It's on Netflix. It's called Arcane. It's an animated show. Um, it's uh, it's supposed yeah. to be set in like some the world of some video game. I don't remember which one. League, League of, of Legends. Okay, yeah, that's it. Um, I've played that about two or three times. Isn't that the big game that like people win like millions of dollars for, like in the esports or whatever? I sound like I sound like oh, a mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's I huge like, because it's a f- the esports or whatever. <clears throat> like <laughs> by the by the th- third time I ran through one of the things, I began to understand it. It's a free to play game. You could just download it, so it costs nothing. Um, they make their money because when people get um, buy and get skins for their characters, it's like and Fortnite. Make That's how Fortnite works. Look really cool. Mm. Same concept. <laughs> right. Right. And it's and it's less like Fortnite. What happens is you're in a team with other people, and you go yeah. up like there's like a, a certain amount. I think it's like five. I might might be sure. And you're in a team with people, and then you fight another team with people, and there's this like board. It's more like like mice in a mage uh, in a in a maze kind of bo- mage and mice in a maze kind of board. But um, that's a beer talking. I gotta get another one. Um, uh, and it was relatively fun, but I was just figuring out the mechanics. But it's a it's a simple game. But there's a lot of strategy to how so everything Arcane works. So yeah. Arcane is a show that takes place in that universe. I, right the, within the lore of that game. I, I believe so. I mean, honestly, Ariane, I don't know much about it. I haven't even watched the trailer. But it's one of those things that would always pop up on on Netflix. Like this is something you'd be interested in, and just enough people on the podcast that I listen to whose opinions I, I trust, they've talked about it. And everybody, like the one podcast has four guys, and it was one person telling the next person, like, you got to watch the show. And that person told the next guy in the show. And then before you know, all four guys watched it, and they all loved it, and they all raved about it. Um, so that made me kind of interested for it. And then another podcast, they were talking about it too the same way. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is something worth checking out. But the episodes, they're long. They're, they're like 50-something minutes each. It's not like... 30 35 minutes you know what yeah. i mean so it's a commitment and there was other things that i was kind of watching so i'm like i gotta knock some stuff out instead of starting something new so that's gonna be something i'm definitely checking out for sure okay sounds cool all right t you're up yeah your honorable mentions okay i don't have a lot in my honorable mentions because if i really put the stuff um there would be a lot of things that i want to watch um there's this one um what what's the name of it, Ariani, with Benedict Cumberbatch? The Power of the Dog. I don't know if it's on. Uh, you didn't watch it. Power of the Dog. I want to see that. It's not an honorable mention, but it's a lot of stuff that I know I'd like that I haven't watched. So I'm not going to mention any of those. All right, I'm going to jump this one really quick because I think it might be on a couple of your, one at least okay. one of your lists um, is yes. Dune, uh, and I'll tell that you is why. Not on my list. Right. It, I know it's That's on Ariani's list. Um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it because I'm so close to the content, but we'll talk about that later. I, ha- I went to watch it again, and it's off WB, but yeah. we'll talk about that later. Uh, my big honorable mention didn't make my list. One, because I don't know if it would have made my list, um, and two, because I haven't finished it, but I'm on the fence with it, um, I, uh, is, is Isaac Asimov's Foundation. Um, and, I, 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 again, another old sci-fi property that began as a book that I have like I'm I'm not objective at all with Isaac Asimov's work because I you know it was such it's so you know 
close to my when I when I'm reading as a child and my imagination going there. I met Isaac Asimov um, when I was like 14 at Shakespeare in the Park, and he took Aww, his time out so to cute. talk to me about the new book that was coming out. He's really wonderful. Um, I, I I was I'm really enjoying the show uh, Foundation. Um, it's on Apple TV. Um, it right? is on it's Apple, on Apple TV. TV, right? Um, and there's some good performances. There's a lot of very intriguing sci-fi concepts that are being put there and, and that are specifically political. Um, and and it, it's 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 there's it's there's some it's a little couple of you know some of it's really really good and some of it's like just okay. Um, but um, I, I you know I really like that. Um, and because we were talking and I wanted to say something gaming, so just as a default Dungeons and Dragons thing. I really enjoyed. Um, and I never, I didn't run it, but uh, Dungeon Dragons put out Wild Beyond the Witchlight, which is uh, the new big book adventure, which is set in in the in the Feywild, in like what uh, what it, what would be called in you know um, what do you call it in a Midsummer Night's Dream? Because uh, the the Feywild is kind of like the fantasy land. It's it's like the dreaming. It, what is it called in Midsummer Night's Dream? I don't, I don't I know. I never saw I know. it. I don't know. I, know. It's been, I, know. It's, I, I just read it. It's, it's a Shakespearean yeah. play. <laughs> you can read it, too. Yeah. I just, just read, read it, it? Like for my final semester in school, and I don't remember. What's, what, do they call, what do they call the Land of the Fairies? Um, I'm trying to see if I have it on my shelf, actually. I don't is remember. it called the Midsummer Night's Dream? No. That's the name of the book. I know. I'm, there's, I'm there's kidding. There's a real world, I'm, and then there's a fair... There's the, there's the fair. I know you are, but I'm going to explain to our audience anyway. But anyway, it's really good. It's like you go into like this carnival and then you're transformed into the fairylands. And, and it's really it's it was I haven't run it, but it's it's just like a lot of times as if you're if you're a Dungeons Dragons player, you're never going to run all these games. But if you buy the book and you just read through the game, it's kind of like an instruction manual on how to run the game if you're a dungeon master. And it was just it was wonderful, a lot of great characters, a lot of great uh, imagery, so I like that. But that's all I have in terms of honorable mentions. I only really started putting my list together um, around 7 p.m. today. So, Good job. Uh, uh, but uh, Kate, Kate helped me with my list. So, um, to, uh, Kate, what did we watch this year? So that was it. So. Well, keep going then, T. What's your number 10? Go ahead. Just go right into it. Yeah. All right. My, okay. My number 10, and this is going to be why, because I think it's probably going to be higher on the list for a few of you, but uh, my number 10, and it's specifically at number 10 for one reason, Bonergate. <laughs> WandaVision? WandaVision. <laughs> WandaVision is my number, yes, WandaVision is number 10. I loved the whole thing. I was like, I loved the... The, the 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 old television every episode i love that framing i love i didn't like elizabeth olsen as an actress until this and i think she did great uh, she was wonderful it was like she was actually given lines and it was like oh she, was she is a good actor she's do. just not like because it right at age of ultron she was like whatever she was just like you know set dressing um uh um i thought it was great i i even liked uh i even liked what's her name from uh, um, Thor. She was great in that. Um, they introduced uh, Monica Rambeau. I loved it. Dar- <laughs> yeah, Darcy, Darcy. 
Uh, they introduced Monica Rambeau. I loved everybody. A A Agent Wu. I loved everybody. And then I'm like all into it. I'm like into it. I'm like every day. I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? And da 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 da. And I'm like, go 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 go. Boner. See. And it it really ruined right. the experience One for division. me. One Division. It's still good. It's still good. But that's why it's at number One 10. Division Boner came higher. up flaccid. One Division is my number four. And you guys, and here's the thing. I agree the okay. finale was not great. The finale, the finale was not great. But why? Because there were COVID issues and stuff like that. There were things in the finale that were good. There yeah. were things in the, the, the worst thing in the finale was Monica Rambeau. How they, how they... They stumbled on Monica Rambeau in the finale. Yeah, she was she was in a the non finale, entity. They really stumbled right. on that. A lot of choices they made with Monica Rambeau in the finale did not make sense. Did not make I sense. I agree. And you guys know, I will defend Boner. I will defend it. I'm so sorry. You guys think I do it for the wrong reasons. I have my reasons. Ariani okay. 3.0 is gonna. No, you just messed no, up no, because not. right now 3.0, no, we're gonna not. clip that no, audio not. and we're gonna turn no, that. He's not. No, Ariani, <laughs> Ariani will stick up for the boner, and I the will. boner will stick up for Ariani. Yes, yes, it will. In any case, WandaVision. <laughs> we can't go WandaVision down this rabbit hole. It is on my top ten list at number four. I don't know if it's on Spade's list. Okay. Um, let's argue again when we get yeah, to yeah, number we'll, four. We'll, we could do that. Well, for, can, for sure. can, can I? When we get to number four, can I make? Can I finally explain myself properly? What my reason is? You could try. Yes. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Spade, what's your number? What's your number ten? Number your number so ten. My number ten is two podcasts, but they're not regular podcasts. They're actually like serialized storytelling podcasts. Mm. Um, the first one is called Marvel's Wastelanders. And last year, they did a Star-Lord one. This year, they did Old Man Hawkeye, um, which, which is great. The, the Old Man Hawkeye comic book is great. And they just announced not, not too long ago um, that they're going to do old... I was going to say Old Man Black Widow, but I think it's like Old Woman Black Widow. Um, and that's going to be the next uh, podcast that they come out with. And I can't re they announced who's going to be voicing um, Natasha. I, I can't. Um, uh, let's I guess who's going to be. It's not it's not the, it's not the woman from. Uh... No, it's in a world. Well, no, uh, no, not not her. Um, <laughs> who? Oh, see, I, I I'm trying to look it up. I I can't. So the but the, but there's a couple of these. There's old man Logan. There's old man um. Star Lord or I I keep saying old man. It's called Wastelanders is the name of the series, and then it's Wastelanders Star Lord, Wastelanders Hawkeye, and then the next one that's gonna come out is uh oh January 10th, so really soon, is Wastelanders Black Widow. Uh, and it's oh Susan Sarandon's in it. Oh cool. But she, I don't think she's. I don't think she's Black Widow. Wow. It, it says she's playing Helen Black, but Interesting. these are stories from the future. So like Natasha Romanoff is dead, so it it might actually she might actually be, um, voicing the the, the main character then. So that's going to be the next one that 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 comes out. That's, it, these are worth checking out. They're they're really good. Um, and then the other one, uh, Ariani. I know you listened to this. T. I'm not sure if you ever did, but. 
Batman the Audio Adventures. Yeah, that was cute. I liked it. They, they were they were pretty good. I, I there was only two episodes. I I thought there'd be more of that, but only only two ended up coming out. And I they're just think, like serialized stories from Gotham City. I think the rest. I think the rest are actually on HBO Max. How how, how, how many hours is? It's a show on HBO Max. I'm pretty sure. Or the podcast. You mean? The podcast. I think they put it as like a thing on HBO Max. I mean, I can check it right now. I have my TV in front of me, or the app. Let me. Do- uh, well, I mean, I know the the, the podcast. So what 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 kind of time commitment is this? 30, 40 minutes an episode. Not not that long. And how many episodes? Only, Only two, two episodes. Yeah. As far as the podcast goes, but let me oh, check. Crap. Let's do that when we do our well, Batman episode. Like I said. App. The, the only thing that threw me off on, on this show was that Jeffrey Wright is the voice of Batman and he's playing Commissioner Gordon right. in the new movie. So it was kind of like weird. And he was also voicing the Watcher at the time on What If. So, so it was like I, it was hard to differentiate because his voice is so distinct. They have 10 episodes on HBO Max and they have artwork. Oh, OK. Yeah. So... So it's like they have the voiceovers and they just have imagery exactly. in the background. So like I can hold. Oh, it like up a to... like a motion comic, okay. probably. Yeah, I can hold it up to the camera so you can see. So you see, there's Catwoman, there's the Riddler. There's. Oh wow! I there's the Joker. The other ones on. There's the Penguin. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know, but. Well, because they want you. To they want you to, to go on to HBO, HBO Max. Max and yeah, they want subscribers. And, yeah. And get the subscription. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check that out. I'll check that out. Let's do that for the for the for the future Batman episode. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so, all right, Ariani, what's your top ten? Uh, what's your number ten? My number ten is a show on Hulu called Only Murders in the Building. Um, I had a. Okay, hmm. let's pause. That's higher, That's higher on, on my your list. list. Okay, so in any case, yeah. I I really love the show. Um, but I'm pretty sure we'll go more in depth. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk okay, about good. it. We'll All talk right. about so it. So go ahead, Ariane. We'll go go right to your to your number nine. Uh, number nine is another series uh, on Netflix that was a huge, huge hit all over the world. Uh, it was Squid Game. Squid Game was, is fantastic. I never saw it. I never saw it either. You should. It's on my oh, list. Oh, it's Here, so look. good. Look, this is my sheet. I'm holding up a sheet right now so they can see it on the, on the computer. Look, that's handwritten of all the shows that I want to watch. Squid Game is I'm Squid Game is on my list. I'm making the list. Squid Game is fantastic, and like I know people will be like, "Oh, it's popular. You're only watching it because it's popular." But it's just like, man, things sometimes things are popular because right. they're good, and this one actually is good. The only thing that sucks is that I think a lot of people took the wrong message from the show, or like really just kind of ran with it in a different way. And the show, yeah, Korean. Uh, media, at least the few things that I have seen, talks a lot about like the real ills of capitalism and poverty and um, the things that people are desperate to do just to survive. And the show is the show is literally about survival. Um, it's really fantastic. The actors are wonderful wonderful there was some controversy that i think got overblown about the translations and the captions um if you watch the show please if you can if you're capable watch it in korean with the subtitles but there was some controversy because netflix has subtitles but also closed captions 
And, like, apparently, I guess the closed captions are, like, really badly translated. The subtitles are better translated. But in any case, the show is still very good otherwise. So let me get – so it's kind of like Hunger Games with old people. Not with old people. Older, middle-aged people. I guess. Not kids. With, with, yeah. Well, people people of all ages show up in the show. But, yes, it's like – it's Hunger Games and Battle Royale mixed What was that Arthur Schwarzenegger film that was based on the book, uh, the Stephen oh, the King Running book, Man. The Running Man, yeah. The Running Man. You ever see Running Man? Is it like Running Man, maybe? I don't know. Actually, I saw The Running Man like in the last year for the yeah. first time. Yeah. That's Stephen King. Stephen King wrote that. Uh, yeah. 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 But yeah. it has the original host from Family Feud on there, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it, I think it does. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Squid Game is your number and it's, nine. And now it's on both of Anthony's I, uh, Anthony and I's um, list of we we still need to watch. To... Still need to watch. Yes. <clears throat> yes. All right. Um, I'll go with my number nine. So wh- whenever we go, we go counterclockwise or something like that, right? I don't know. Um, or we'll just me. Okay. So my number nine, and I only finished the first season which came out like a few years ago but there was another season that dropped in Europe uh, um, this uh, this year and it's something that Kate and I just watched I think it's on the list because it's um, because it's fresh in my mind but it's called Trapped it's like a murder mystery in Iceland it is straight up Icelandic uh, again like Ariani says watch it in with you know with subtitles so you could hear the people pronouncing the names and act in their original because Iceland listen Icelandic names are, are similar to Swedish names and I'm pretty good with Swedish names it is the names are tough but it, yeah it's and it's not like it's, a, it's a lot of daughter and it's son. about it's about eight episodes I think uh and it's like a murder mystery where they find this body that is is like arms and legs and head cut off and it's in this small town in Iceland. And if you've ever been to Iceland or know anything about Iceland, about how small that country is, and it's in the middle of a snowstorm, so they're trapped in this small town. And there's this big boat from Iceland, I mean, from Denmark, and they, they stop the thing, and the people are dying, people are murdered. And, and just the characters are really, really good. Um, I wish it was a little more like Northern Exposure or Charles Dickens, where they kind of, in, or, or uh, this other British show, Doc Martin, where they investigate, they, they allow for the, the, these kind of crazy town characters to come out. Hopefully they'll do that in the second season. But it's really good. And if you like Iceland, if you've ever been to Iceland, you need to watch this um, uh, trap. And I was, it was suggested to me by Watts, um, when the security guards at uh, at Eastside, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm watching this thing from Iceland," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, let me, I'll check it out. I love Iceland." So trapped. It's on. Um, it's on uh, Netflix. Um, Amazon Prime. That sounds like a Hulu show. <laughs> it's uh, Amazon. No, it's Amazon Prime. Here's the Amazon only, Prime. Here's oh, the only okay. problem Never with mind. it. It was produced Scandinavia and Iceland. It was the most expensive show. But the distribution rights were bought by the Weinstein Company. So every time you start an episode, Uh-oh. you see the Weinstein logo, and it's kind of like, F-. But, yeah, Trapped. It was, I enjoyed that. That's what we just came, yeah, just came 
uh, out of uh, watching. So it's on my, it's fresh in my mind. I loved it. Yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, number nine for me. Uh, th- this is a cheat, but you know what? It's HBO Max. That's my number nine because the app. Yeah, <laughs> this is why they gave us the Suicide Squad, Godzilla vs King Kong, the Snyder Cut, the Matrix, the Many Saints of Newark, Dune, and uh, a little movie that that we really liked in in the family, Eight Bit Christmas. Because I didn't have to go to the movies and deal with COVID and worry about catching COVID. I was able to watch all this stuff at home just to sit on my couch and relax. T, you came over. We watched Suicide Squad and had a yep. great time. I know mm-hmm. Ariani couldn't make it. And you know what? I didn't miss going to the theater at all. I know Ariani likes the theater. But um, for me, I was perfectly fine with sitting at home and watching this stuff and not having to dodge COVID. And uh, you know what? HBO, you got balls for putting all that stuff out there and, and foregoing at the theater. So I'm just going to go with they yeah, do HBO have balls. Max. They do have balls, but they also have the money to afford to be able to do right. that. And that's the thing. But everything that I just named for 20... would have been a massive hit any other year. Everything would have made ridiculous that's amounts true. of money. You know what I mean? So they didn't have yeah. to do it. You see, Disney was stingy with Black Widow. They held on to it for a year. And the only reason they released it is because it was going to bottleneck other storytelling. Because they back themselves in the yeah. corner with the way that they do the MCU. Um, so HBO Max, um, you make my top 10. Wow. See, a lot of people would complain because, I mean, I don't know if you guys have had issues, but like with HBO Max, sometimes if I try to rewind something, it goes to shit sometimes. Like it really just like will not work. <laughs> it'll, it'll, you know, be a pain. That's your North Newark internet connection. Times. <laughs> sorry, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> um, honestly, I it's, never noticed it's the user interface. But honestly, everybody's interface except for Netflix is terrible. That's true. Netflix is the only one with the best interface. Yeah, and anytime you try and do anything, Disney Plus is awful. For, just to try to go back to like the beginning of the show is, is terrible. Hulu is okay. Um, Amazon Prime is okay, but HBO Max and and right disney plus are terrible yeah there's not even like watch again i mean it's like you um like it's kind of like they need to do it more like youtube like what's your history and you can go back at the things you want you know like yeah they really don't get the interfaces yeah. right yeah i guess it's tough because they have to design the interfaces for different platforms right i will say though the app has a lot of really good stuff on there to watch it has different like bubbles based on like things you want they have a tcm like portal they have a studio Ghibli what's tcm turn a classic movies oh okay yeah okay. so if you want to watch classic hollywood movies hulu does that now they have different hubs depending on they added yeah. that and it, it was, i was laughing because they added a holiday mm-hmm. one and december 26th that was gone they like wasted no time getting rid of their holiday <laughs> like, screw section. That. It's Christmas is over. <laughs> yep. It was pretty pretty funny to, to me. Oh gosh. But uh yeah, so um and we covered most of the stuff that I just mentioned on the on the podcast. So um I'm just gonna go right to my number eight. How about yeah, that? Go ahead. Um th- this is something on Hulu that I don't think either of you guys have watched, but it's uh there's an actual serialized storytelling show about the Wu-Tang Clan. It's called Wu-Tang 
an American saga. I heard about that. The first season is okay. The first season's okay. The second season is really good. It's where they really start getting into the music that everybody knows and everybody loves. And they film pretty much the entire season in Newark, New Jersey. So you just see them walking around Newark all over the place. And it's it's funny when you know the locations and you're like, that and that, th- that doesn't jive. But it's actually, it's pretty good. They filmed a lot of it by my job and by Eastside. There's a, there's a huge set piece in the finale with RZA playing chess in the center of Independence Park. In the Park, goth really? circle? Uh, which is pretty cool. Where all the goth cool. kids hang out? Yep, in the <laughs> circle. Yep. So wait, yep. Newark was a stand-in for um, Staten and, uh, Island? Yeah, yeah. For Staten Island, yep. <laughs> yep. I saw the first couple but, of episodes. Did the fir- Was the first season shot in Newark or only the second season? I don't know if the first season was, but the second season, a lot of it is. Kate and I and watched it, the first lot, two, it, two episodes, I think, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if you... You could probably you don't have to watch the first season, but like you'll appreciate it more. But the second season is basically all the hits and everything that everybody loves, and you know you see them writing all their their music and things like that. And uh, it's it's really good. It's definitely worth checking out for sure. Yeah. I love the RZA. Shout out to the RZA. I met the RZA once at the airport. I helped him because he was you late for him? his flight. Yeah, he was late for his flight. And my friend, he was like, "Sorry, I can't." You know, he literally missed it by like maybe a minute. And, like, my friend working the counter, he was like, I can't let you check your bag. You're like, the flight is already closed. And I'm like, are you stupid? Do you not know You go, yo, B, that's the RZA. Get out of here. He didn't know who he was because he was some Midwestern white guy. And I'm like, are you stupid? And I was like, like, hey, come here. I was like, come here. I was like, I'll help you. And I rebooked him and got him on the next flight. And he was like, thank you. And I was like, you're so cool. I love you. So, yeah, that was uh, (laughs) – That was the my privilege of celebrity. Well, because I was like, cause uh-huh. I was able to help him, and you know, and I was like, fine. You know. uh, no, I would have done the, the other... same. I would have done the same thing. I would have done the exactly. same thing. <laughs> That's because you're a nice person, Ariani. That's exactly. why. It has nothing to do <laughs> with getting him back to the slums of Shaolin. <laughs> All right, who's next? Me. My what, number eight. Okay, we're on number Go eight. Go Did for you it. do yeah. your number eight? No. All right. Oh, no. So, no. All right, my number eight is uh, another female-directed movie. It's available on Netflix. Um, it's called Passing. Um, it's another directorial debut from another actress. Uh, if, uh, you know Rebecca Hall. Um, yeah. She was in Iron Man 3. Um, she was also in The Prestige with uh, yeah. Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. Um, and... It's a beautiful movie. Probably with the probably the best looking movie this year, I'll say. Um, and it's based on the book. What's the name of it again? It's called Passing. And I believe it's based on a book, I think, from the 1920s and 30s or uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, it's a book from 1929 written by Nella Larson. So it's based on that novel. And it's about a... Uh, two women and they're both very light-skinned uh women and one of them chooses to pass for a white woman even though she's uh black and she has a white husband and everything the husband doesn't know that she's black really um the husband is played by alexander skarsgård and he he's a menace as always um 
but it's a dramatic movie and but just like the the way the movie just like portrays like the tension I guess the tension between identity and um uh even the tension between the two women the other woman's played by a uh, well the, the two leads are um Ruth Nega Ruth Nega is the the woman oh, she's okay. the one who passes yeah um and the other woman is uh is um oh my gosh what's her name uh oh my gosh she played a uh, Valkyrie in Ragnarok Tess- Tessa Thompson Tessa Thompson thank you gosh my my brain farted yes so Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega are the two female leads um, so so Ruth Ruth Nega um for people who like the show she was on Preacher and um Agents of Shield those are two shows two shows that people of fans of this podcast would know her from would know yeah so uh and the film is in black and white which again adds more to the to the tension of just like okay these these black women are you know uh appearing to be white and of course tessa thompson chooses to live her life as a black woman she's married to a black man andre holland plays her husband she has black children um but her friend chooses to to you know pretend to be this white woman and you know she happens to see uh tessa thompson one day and she's like are you serious like she can't believe that she's getting away with this um and i don't want to give too much away because it's a really great movie and it's a short movie i believe it's only like an hour and a half long um yeah it's 99 minutes long so it's a it's a short movie it's beautiful tessa thompson gives probably the best performance of the year in that movie by far um and again it's on netflix you said it is on netflix and also if you're interested in knowing rebecca hall is her her mom yeah her mom is a uh is a white passing black opera singer um and then so you know if you see uh any pictures of rebecca hall you'd be like oh that's a white lady and she's played white women all of her you know all her careers yeah, yeah, she co- has, yeah, 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 yeah. Know, but her, she's, she's she black, has black right, ancestry, yeah. but you know, Whatever. it's and 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 it's and it's t- it's like that to square that circle yeah. must be a really yeah, powerful sure. thing to so, make that movie for her. Um, definitely check it out. I highly recommend it. I know it's not really the kind of movie we talk about here, but it it really is something that. Listen, we can always talk about Rebecca Listen, Hall. This is our this podcast. podcast. We talk about what we, we want on our podcast, whatever it is. That's the that's the rules that we're flying with. Right. She's a beautiful woman and it's a this is a really fantastic movie and I, it needs more eyeballs on it because people I can't believe a movie like Red Notice got so many people watching it and then a movie like Passing didn't get much at all and it like it hurts me don't watch red notice worst movie of i was gonna year. say i can't wait to watch red notice and love it and make fun of you because i know how much you hate it <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible worst movie i've seen in years <laughs> all right that was my number your your turn yes. see go ahead okay that was your number eight is it my turn for number eight okay what we do in the shadows season three we don't have the time <laughs> that's my number five skip it i'm gonna 
All right, all right. Well, let's get okay. Okay, that was my number eight. So I'll go to my all number right, seven, ahead. and then yeah, I'll yeah. wrap around to Ariani. All right. So, all right. Uh, I love period pieces, and I love PBS Channel Thirteen in the New York area. Um, and sponsored these by kind viewers of, like you and uh, the Helena Rubinstein uh, Foundation. Sponsored by viewers <laughs> like you. Um. Uh, Brought to you by the letter T. <laughs> but, wow. Yes. Um, uh, we got to um, use that for an intro uh, one day. So, um, and this one just, I, I just love this stuff. And this is my, you know, this is, um, but it's like set in, uh, in England, and it's, um, I forget, well, you know, England, I mean, uh, Great Britain, it's three countries, right? Um, so it's uh, it's about a veterinarian clinic in, like, I don't know if it's Wales or something. I have, to, I have to look it back up. All Creatures, Great and Small. It was a television show in the 70s based on a book in, like, mm. just before that. And um, it's just about... Uh, this one character, I think he might, he's, uh, you know, it's been a little bit, so I have to, um, but he comes from the big city where there's no work during the, de- the, during the depression and in the 1930s. And he has to go to this countryside to be like an apprentice veterinarian, uh, veterinarian. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, it's just about like, there's high stakes, but the high stakes is, are they going to save this cow? You know, and people, it, it, it's this weird thing that, you know, we watch these films here that where, you know, they have to, oh, they have to save the city. Oh, no, they don't have to save the city. They have to save the country. No, they don't have to save the country. They have to save the world. No, you don't save the world. You have to save the universe. Wait, no, you have to save the multiverse. And it gets so big, right? And in this show, yeah, the stakes are so big, it almost becomes meaningless, right? Yeah, the stakes are too big. But in this like people are rushing to save this cow because if this cow dies, these people will be forced into poverty. So what you're saying is the stakes are the stake itself <laughs> that they have to save. Ha, ha, ha. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I get um, what you're saying. All see. creatures great and small. <laughs> if you want something. And again, it's it's white I... people, British TV in the 1930s, you know, England, whatever. But I, I like it. I like it. I like these things that are in set in small towns with all the quirky characters. It like fills, it fills the Downton Abbey hole in your heart. Yeah, like you know what, Downton Abbey though, like those people needed to be like forced it's out about of the, rich they people. Ne- no, this isn't about rich people. Yeah, yeah, Downton Abbey is about rich people. They need to. They, they should. You know, uh, you know, Lord, Lord uh, Granton. Uh, you know, he, he, she, he needed to like. Get, get get a real job and not live off the people but um uh uh but um yeah so all creatures great and small i know it's it's something probably our listeners won't be you know, like tuning into but i i think it's i think it was yeah lovely and that was brought to you by the letter t <laughs> right <laughs> that was number seven all right number seven? Babe, what's yours what's your number seven number seven so number seven for me is a couple of documentaries. So, I, you know, like I said, I cheat on these things. I, I lump them into little categories because I can't really pick. And I I think these are just too good to, to not include. Um, the first one that I'm going to say, I haven't, it's three parts. 
and I've only seen the first two parts, but yeah, it's Get Back. I knew it on yeah. on Disney. I yeah. mean, the, the Beatles documentary. the The first episode is enough to to hook you, and I mean, if you're a creative person, if you like art and you enjoy music, or you're a fan of the Beatles, this stuff is going to be awesome to you. Now, I mean, it's a big time commitment. Each episode is like almost three hours. In total, so, it's eight hours. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the 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 first one I. Uh, I think the last one is the shortest one. I haven't seen that one yet, but it's basically building up and telling a story, and it's it's really really good um, so far, and it's it's really interesting to watch these guys create songs that you know are like gonna be the biggest songs in the world, and they're just figuring it out while they're sitting there smoking a cigarette and you know coming back from lunch. Uh, yeah, yeah, those were afternoon. cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know what my favorite thing about right. Get Out was? Get Out, Get Back. <laughs> my favorite thing about Get Back was um, it kind of broke down like this mythology of the Beatles in a way. Like, yes, they're like the greatest band to ever exist, right? But it's like crazy. There were four guys who were like in their late 20s just kind of like sitting around and like making stuff up and just making stuff happen and just hanging out and it's kind of like it, they seem so regular they seem so regular just like doing what they do but it's it's wild the things that they that they come up with like i'm still shook about that one part where paul just sits and just comes up with get back on the fly um and he yep. just he just pr- pretty much makes the whole song happen um, all at once, and it's great. No, and, and there's a lot. Of, it's not just get back. There's a bunch like, of songs. Probably five or six songs no, that there, are yeah. There's the, so many solo. And these songs. aren't. There's like songs that they work on right. that eventually would be solo records for, for like Paul yep. and for John and and George and like they're working on these songs years before they're released, but they're working on them together, and it's just like it's interesting to see how they fuel each other creatively like they have these jam sessions and it's just like you can see just how i know what that's gonna be right (laughs) right you're watching them play you're like i know what that's gonna turn into exactly and no it's 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 great it's great and pete you know it's peter jackson who directed it yeah um so that's why i I guess you can't really say he directed it right right (laughs) (laughs) you never cut you can't cut anything um not a lot of walking in this it's a lot of sitting actually (laughs) in, in, in this Oh, here, um, here's a criticism. But, but you are a director of a documentary. A you know what I mean? So it's, it's it, the he it wasn't directing yeah. the people. Well, There's more than a director to, does. To be fair, he, well, no, no, no. T, to be fair, this was a documentary that someone else shot that he took and color corrected and and compiled everything into a storytelling narrative. And uh, that's um, part the of the d- the job of a director. But yeah, right. He right. he degrained all the footage. He took out all the graining from the footage of 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 the documentary, the previous documentary. And so there are parts when you watch this, especially with modern TVs, like people look completely featureless um, sometimes. If like the camera's far like away, like heavy CGI or yeah. makeup kind of thing. Oh my god! It's, yeah, they look really bad and it's just like why did you degrain everything peter jackson like what was the, what was the what was the reason and uh, that's the one thing i really actually can't really support like just like why did you have to clean up the footage so much 
So, so the one thing I'll say, so I went to Florida uh, like a month ago. We went to Disney World and we drove and I downloaded the the first episode and watched it on the ride down. So I watched it on my iPad, actually. Yeah. So I did notice some of that, but it wasn't as bad. And then on the way back, I watched the second episode. Um, so for me, it was more of like with my head, with my Beats headphones, you can really hear the sound and everything really, really good. So it was a lot of the the musical side of it that was really awesome the video stuff i did pick up on but like because i was watching on a smaller screen and it's i'm watching it on an ipad that's 10 years old that just still works so i, I noticed it a little bit not as much now when i watch the third part on my actual tv i'm sure i'll pick up on exactly what you're talking about yeah that's that's the one thing i'll i'll give it i'll, I'll dock points for anyway what's your other documentary so the other documentary, it's an it's on Netflix. It's a series called Untold, and these are a bunch of sports documentaries. Yes. But there's two that I really want to highlight. Now they're all good and they're all worth your time and they're worth checking out. And these were easy because they came out once a week. Yeah. But the first one is about the malice in the palace. Yes. And I, to you, I know you remember this, right? When that the, was the Detroit Pistons, and uh. Yeah, the, the Pistons and the Pacers and Ron Artest and, and the, all those guys, they went in the stands and they actually beat up the fans. Right, right, right. Yeah. You, remember, you remember that? I yeah, so there's a whole documentary on that. This. Like, I mean, I was young enough when it happened. It happened what year? Like 90? In the 90s, yeah. yeah it happened so, in, in like, the 90s for sure. I have no memory of this happening. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. But yeah, that, that's, that, that episode is awesome. But then there's another one, which is beyond bananas it's called crimes and penalties and it's about a guy who they claim is uh loosely uh, is who they loosely based tony soprano off of oh and i did this watch guy, that no, i did watch that the hockey one right the hockey yes! one so <laughs> see this guy picture tony soprano buying a hockey team for his son and letting his son run the hockey team it so crazy at 17 years old and it's syracuse oh, right that's it's i forget where but yeah it's i think it's somewhere like upstate but upstate new york i don't want to say anything else because you have to watch i this. promise you if like, i if i watched it and thought it was like the craziest thing i've ever seen definitely watch it wow i forgot i even watched that wow yeah, I don't I don't want to explain anything other than what I already explained because there is so much in the episode and you're going to be like this can't be real. There's no way this is real. And then they show you the footage of what actually happened you're like, "Okay, that was real. Yeah. That really happened." And like they covered you think, it like, on they the basically, news and everything. Like it was wild. Yeah. They paint the son to be such a dipshit and you're like, "There's no way this kid is telling the truth." And then it's the footage and it actually happened ex pretty much exactly the same way he said it just happened. You're like, there's no way that happened the way it happened. They talked, and it did. They talked to other players that played for the for the team. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely check it out. I mean, like I said, the whole series is good, but these are the two standouts. There's an episode on K Caitlyn Jenner um, when when he was Bruce Jenner in the Olympics. Um, there's another episode about a boxer, female boxer, who like her husband basically like killed her and left her for dead and she survived Whoa. like the stories are just wild um but they're they're all really good but these two are just so much better than the other ones but everything's worth checking out for sure what's the name of it again 
So the series is called Untold. Untold. So if you if you okay. if you go on Netflix and just look up Untold, um, but the the two episodes that I'm talking about is Malice in the Palace, and Crimes and Penalties. Definitely worth your time for sure. And they're like an hour each. It's not like a huge time commitment. And like I said, there's no like you watch them at your leisure. You know what I mean? Pick and choose the ones that you want to watch. These two are just leaps and bounds. Really, really great. So, yeah, that's my number seven. All right. So my number seven is Dune. And I went into this a thousand percent blind because I have no attachment to the source material. I've never read the book. I did not see the David Lynch movie. The only thing I really knew about Dune was that there was a lot of sand. And that's obvious pretty much from the title. Um, so I went into this not knowing anything at all. I was in the same boat as you, Ariani. Every word for word, exactly what you just said. But this seemed like a really big like event movie. Like There was so much promotion for this movie happening. And it seemed like this had to be like the must-see movie of the, of the fall. Um, and honestly, I'm really glad I watched it. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I saw the cast. I liked the cast. Um, but I really wasn't sure. I was, I was afraid I would be confused that I wouldn't understand what was going on that I would, I would be scared. It would be like one of those things where it's just like, it goes way over my head, but no, I was super into it. And Dune is one of the best looking movies too of the year. I know a lot of people kind of may not be into it but i'm like really impressed by how like clean the cgi is like just clean like i was like wow this cgi is really good really good the, the movie looked really good that, that that brutalist architecture and the design it's like <laughs> the only thing i will say though sand, sand yeah. is coarse well the one thing i think that was missing <laughs> what it gets everywhere. All right, so so let's go right to let's just jump, jump you don't right remember into that, that. You know, D- Dune get. Hold on, hold on, hold on. T, that was a Star yes, Wars joke. Yes, I'm, ad- I'm addressing it. I'm addressing it. Um, oh, okay, all right, uh, all right. Get uh, it. Dune gave get birth it. to everything. The sand people we watched in Boba Fett yesterday were the Fremen. They had the yeah. So 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 and and you know it's this kind of thing. Dune, desert planet, right? Tatooine. Uh, John Carter of Mars, all that like desert planet comes from desert island, right? And you're trapped on the desert island and the closest planet to us is Mars, right? So this idea of the desert planet is the desert island. You're there somewhere else and there's no no resources. Um, Dune gave birth to a lot of stuff, but it was also, you know, a product of its time. I have a lot of and I, I'm, I'm unsure. I have to see it again. I'm so unsure because I mean, I was one of those kids who were like, um, I shall not fear, for fear is the mind killer, fear is the little death. I will let fear wash over me and pass through me. And once it has passed, only I will remain. I don't know if I got that right, but like, um, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's so, the book is so great, and I, and you know, uh, have you watched the David Lynch version, Ariani? Like I, mean, I said, nothing. I've seen nothing. I have a fond memory of that too, and and um, uh, I'm glad that they took the time. But I, you know, I wish it was a miniseries that like I could watch 
all, but it wanted to be a movie, but it wound up being on HBO. I mean, uh, uh, you know, HBO. Well, that was never so meant I, to happen. I, you know, I, it was meant to be like a theater only I release, know. you know. And this is one of those movies that, like, I wish I had seen I in I felt theaters. like I saw half a movie. It was half a movie. It's literally half a movie. The, ha- the other half is coming out in like two years. Um, <laughs> but, um,. It, it was one of those movies I kind of wish I had seen in theaters just to get, like, the scale of it because it looked right. massive. Like, everything just felt huge. And I haven't felt that way about a movie in a long time where, like, everything feels huge. It felt, like, very classic. It felt like Ben-Hur. It felt like Cleopatra where just, like, it's right. huge, epic, like an epic movie. We haven't had an epic movie in a long time. And I think that's what I really liked about this. And it had epic actors, it had stars, it had sequences, like great action sequences, like really cool stuff happening. I think I agree with everything you're saying. And, and you know, that's from the source material and Villeneuve really communicated that on screen. And I agree with everything you're saying. I think the only place we would disagree on this movie is the casting of Duncan Idaho. Oh no, he was the best. He was great. He literally, I think he nailed it. I think he really nailed it. Duncan Idaho. The coolest name of all time. Yeah, right? Indiana Jones, Duncan Idaho. Uh, coolest name I, I, and coolest actor. Book four. I love, I love Jason Momoa's Duncan Idaho. Book four Idaho. of the Dune. Book four, and this is a bigger conversation we have to have about Dune. But book four of the Dune series is called God Emperor of Dune. And for the most part, what I remember, tell me if I'm wrong, um, that most of it happens in one, one, one. The most of the the book takes place in one room, where we have Duke Leto the second, Atreides' son, who is the god emperor of Dune. He transformed from a person into a big worm, and Duncan Idaho, which it's not Duncan Idaho, it's a Duncan Idaho Gola, and that a Gola is um, like a clone with all your memories. Um, and, and they talk the entire time. Interesting. I really like Jason Momoa. I don't think he has the chops to carry a movie like that. But you're, you're judging him based on something that hasn't even happened yet. (laughs) But what I'm saying is my deep knowledge of the Duncan Idaho character, and I look at the choice of him, um, I, you know, maybe he'll surprise me. I don't know that they're even going to get there. You know, I really hope they get through Dune Messiah and Children of Dune because it, it it's really important to the story. Uh, I think Villeneuve did a good job because people mistake this film, I think, for the white savior. And I think it's an anti-white savior uh, story. Um, uh, but... Um, uh, I don't know how to. I don't know what to feel about this film. It looked good. It looked great. It was. It was really well done. The production value was great. It looks. It looks great. The cast is great. unbelievable. Um, I found this movie long and boring. I didn't. I didn't love it. You guys liked it a lot more than I did. Like Ariani when she gave her speech in the beginning about her background. Like I said, it's mine is exactly the same. Dune, the original, has been something like I always had in my Netflix queue. And I'd go to watch it, and it would be gone. I'd have it on my Amazon Prime queue, and it would be free. And then I'd sit down and watch it, and it'd be gone. So I'm like, I'm never meant to watch this movie. I'm not paying. For, I'm not. Yeah, right. I felt like I'm, I'm not meant to see this movie, and I'm not going to pay for it. It's two and a half hours, whatever. Um, it's hard to find a time, you know, especially with two kids, um, 
who occupy the TV pretty much all the time. So uh, about a week before Dune came out, I said, you know what? I'm going to give the original Dune a shot. And I sat down and I started watching and I watched maybe the first three minutes and I said, you know what? I don't want this in terms of story and plot to ruin the the movie that I'm about to see. So I'm not going to watch the original. I'm just going to watch the new one. And like I said, I just found it long and boring. Like T said before, we've seen an incomplete movie. It, it didn't feel feel like it was a, f- a full experience. Um, and I get like the, the Lord of the Ring comparisons, how like those movies just end. But you know what? You knew another one was coming. And then you knew another one was coming after that. With this, a sequel wasn't guaranteed. Nothing was greenlit. So no one really knows what, what was coming that has never had any experience to the original. Um, I will say the one thing that I really, really liked about this movie, Duncan Idaho and Jason Momoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Duncan Idaho is the coolest. Um, really? That's, yeah. that's basically he my opinion him. on the movie. Sorry. I don't really have much else to say about it. <laughs> Here's... Who Here's one criticism I do I... have, and I don't know if <laughs> I need, maybe this. I need to. It's, <laughs> it's very rare. It's very rare that Ariani and I. But it's very rare that Ariani and I agree so much against you, T. It's never that way, ever. <laughs> but wait, wait. I have a criticism, though, about Dune, where um, the one thing that I wish I had felt was the heat of the desert planet because they talk about how they have to wear these suits or else you know they'll die because you know the still suits makes water out of their body moisture or whatever but i didn't feel like the planet they were on was like yes i didn't feel like the planet they were on was like sweltering hot like there was no sense of that really this there was a lot of sand there was there was so much sand but there wasn't a lot of like heat i didn't sense like you know when they're walking through the desert towards the end of the movie um uh Paul and and his mother are like walking through the desert but I'm like is it at it night feel like they're like struggling or like no the any, like problem it, with it was like being hot six o'clock in the evening because you know the desert during daylight is very during like daylight savings very time cold in the, I don't know in the, the night. I know deserts deserts are cold at night yeah deserts are very cold at night yeah I've been to Vegas it gets cold at night so you know, but either way, like I didn't feel like there was there was enough I feel sense you. of like heat I feel you with as that. far as like the desert planet. I, I I am a huge fan of the David Lynch film, where it, that movie was trashed and dragged up and down, beat up, beat down, da- beat up, beat down all over the place. But I, the, why? Yeah, uh, you might be alone in that one because. <laughs> huh. Even David Lynch doesn't like so that movie. Of course, because it was a str- <laughs> his first struggle with the studio. So, you know, his experience. But what I liked about that film was, uh, and I never saw the Jodorowsky, Jodorowsky uh, documentary, documentary about the, the, you know, his, his Lost in La Mancha uh, documentary about how he couldn't make the film. Um, uh I love the David Lynch Dune because it just captured that. They had the Brian Eno soundtrack with because it was Queen, but it was Brian Eno did the 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 prophecy themes, and I'm listening to Brian Eno and yeah. he's having a trippy prophecy. I, one day we're gonna talk about Dune. Let's move. One day we're gonna talk about Dune. I think we should move on because we have a we have a lot of. All right, for doing me again, my number six was Loki. 
My number six was Loki. Oh, see, my number four is Whoa. Loki. All right, oh, so we'll do it when we get to you. Well, let's move. Let's move. Yeah. Let's move. Let's All right. move. We're, we're, we're gonna, All right. We're gonna we agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, All right. good get, job. Get okay. to, oh, so your you're six was... Okay, so my six is a couple comic books, actually. So, okay. So this comic book was on my list last year, and it's still great. And it's still worth checking out. And he's number one. Spider-Man's number two. But Daredevil, uh, Chip uh, Zdarsky, the, the, art, uh, the author... Definitely worth checking out. This run that he's doing on Daredevil is just awesome. Uh, worth your time for sure. Happening Another... right now in Daredevil right now. Happening right now. Yeah, happening what's the, right what's now. What's the creative team again? So Chip Sadarsky is the the author. I don't remember who the artist is. Like I said, a lot of the art now, it looks all the same. You know what I mean? Aside from I like don't trust anyone named Chip. I've seen too many 80s movies. I don't, I just don't know what you, you know what? You know what's funny, <laughs> what though? Ridiculous. Like ridiculous... His Daredevil run, it's it's really really good. It's it's up. I don't want to say it's as good as the Bendis one, um, but it's it's up there for, for sure. Um, but I have three comics. Another one, he's actually the writer on this one. Also, it's called Spider Man, Spider Shadow, and this is a a what if take. This is if Spider Man got the black costume, but never gave it up, and what happened to him. Um, and he's like killing supervillains and stuff and things like that. And it's, it's an interesting take for, for sure. Um, these are self, not the, the Daredevil one, but the, the Spider-Man one's a self-contained story. You can pick that up and, and check it out. And then my last one is by Mark Russell. Now, last year I mentioned this story cause they did it with Spider-Man this year. They did it with fantastic four and it's called life story. So each, uh, issue of the comic is a different time period. So like the first issue is the 60s when they get their power. Then the second issue is the 70s. Then the next issue is the 80s and then the 90s. And then the last one, which hasn't come out yet, uh, is the 2000s. But basically the whole story that they've been building up to is Reed Richards knows Galactus is coming and how he basically ruins his life obsessing over Galactus. So every 10 years that you check in, you see where he is at this point in his life and everything. And stuff, major stuff happens along the way, so I don't want to give away any spoilers. But like I said, this is something you just pick up and read without having any other context because the first issue, they get their powers, and then it's going to wrap up with the the year 2000s. And uh, it's really interesting and worth checking out for sure. T, you you would love this. You would love this nice, comic nice. for sure. Sounds cool. What's the name of it again? It's called Life Story and Fantastic Four. And then there's Life Story did, uh, Spider-Man did, did, from last year. Yeah, I, I think I read some of the Spider-Man one. So this, right, yeah, so the Spider-Man one was older, last right. year. Right. Okay, and then yeah. this this new one, yeah, is the um, the Fantastic Four. So I, I don't know if they're going to come out with any more of these, but it's, it's really, really good for sure. Um, all right, when well, you guys want to jump in with your number five? Well, Ariane, I have what num- we do in the shadows. Oh, no, you do shadows. your number five. You do your number five. Yeah. Well, Wait. I have what we do in the shadows, and we had that together, didn't we? You had that on your list. Yeah, number eight so was I, what we do in the shadows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That That's something yeah. I haven't watched it's, yet. I, 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 I promise. You, we've t- I know. We have to do we a show I know. on every it. Time. We have to do a show on it. I know, I know. Let me let me watch it, and we're gonna do a podcast on it for for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna start that. I promise, I'll start it, 
after Cobra Kai. I'm watching no, Cobra Kai next, and then I'll watch what we do in the shadows. So, Ariani, you binge-watched mm. the whole thing because you hadn't seen it before. Oh, no. I've been watching it for the past, like, two years. I just oh, didn't okay. watch right, right. this season. I didn't I didn't watch this season quickly What are you doing? <laughs> I'm echolocating. I am echolocating. <laughs> um, oh, she's the I, best. I love she's the best. Every, every season, I think, like, Every season, I think, like, they can't possibly be any funnier, and then they are. Like, they just they just up the, the ridiculousness of every season. Yeah. What, what, um, uh, yeah uh, don't give but, don't give too much away, T, because uh, no, 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 I'm just I really doing lines. Watch. I'm doing lines, and when you hear them, you're going to be like, uh, I'm always <laughs> – I just want everybody to know I'm always down to clown. <laughs> it's about, okay, the characters, the characters. Okay, everybody go watch what we do in the shadows reality show with vampires in a house is like the real world with vampires taika waititi's it's his baby it's a mockumentary oh, it's a mockumentary oh, it's written just... by taika waititi and jermaine clement it's based on a movie that they did years ago so i've seen i saw the movie and i saw the first i think one or two episodes of the show but i'm gonna go back yeah. and rewatch the show from the beginning there's so many cameos the i love the episode a lot with mark of great campbell cameos. I can't get over the episode. With, you remember the episode with Mark Hamill where he. Uh, there's an episode. There's an episode with a vampire council that has a lot of cameos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if you haven't seen it, you will laugh your entire ass yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And that's but like at the season, end. Guys, of let, let's let's ta- let's table it. I promise. I'm gonna watch this. We're gonna do an episode by like February. Give me a okay. month to get through the show, okay, okay. and we'll do we'll do okay. what we do in the shadow show. Because I know you guys have been talking about this for a long time, so. Let's uh, <laughs> let's table. I, I would give my fa- I would give my favorite line, but it has a curse word in it. Go for it, guys. Go for it. We'll bleep it. Censor yourself. <laughs> my my favorite line is when um, Laszlo is like, "I became a vampire to suck blood and f- forever." <laughs> <laughs> Laszlo's great. Laszlo's great. He's I, my I, favorite character. I, not just mine. Not just my favorite character. But there's so, everybody's so great. It's like, how do you like? I, not just my favorite, but this everybody's guy's funny. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can spot on, and a lot of that oh is God. just everybody's improvised, amazing. right? And that the, a lot of it's just improvisation, right? It, it must be. It must be. And I still laugh so hard at one of my favorite lines from the first season. I think it's only like the second or third episode, um, where. Um, they're like having like a little meeting and like they're planning on like how they can take over Staten Island because they live on Staten Island. And they're like, how can we take over this land? And um, Laszlo was just like, we should just kill, kill the, the king. king. And like they they have a familiar, like a human familiar. And he's like, we don't have a king in America. And he's like, oh, even easier. <laughs> oh, 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 my gosh. I'm blanking on his like, name. What's his name? Um, and not Guillermo. Enrique. Even I know that. Guillermo. 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 Guillermo? Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Guillermo, uh, Guillermo is great. Oh, it's just, Na- it's just... And and Nandor, Nandor is also very funny. Nandor is very sweet. He has a he has a yeah. Plot he's this, this evil conqueror like... from from like a thousand yeah. years ago. But he's such a big old teddy bear. <laughs> I know he has a sweet little side where he just wants and to he, be in. He love. was doing the nineteen eighties uh, aerobic jazz or the jazz or size. <laughs> We could, we could. Okay. Let's, move of, Let's move on. Nothing that we're making on. makes sense. Yeah, but definitely yeah, watch we'll, it. We'll it's it's in my, my. That was your number what? Short. Okay. Number my, five. That okay. was my number Spade, five. Spade. What? Was, well, Spade. What was your number five? 
So my number five, we already did a podcast episode on this one, but I love this show. I think this is the best thing Netflix did in years. Uh, Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth was awesome. I should have put that really on good. my honorable mention. Yeah, I should have put that on my yeah, honorable mention. Yeah, me too, mention. honestly. I forgot that that came out this year. Yeah, I, I, I thought Sweet Tooth w- was great. I mean, go back, check out our episode on that. Watch the show. It's worth your We're time. We're getting season sure. two. Season two confirmed. Yep, yep. When's the release date? No idea. I don't think there all is a release all date. All I know is yeah. not, they're probably filming it, but I know season two is happening. Okay, that was your number five? Um, yeah, that was my number five, T. So what was your number five? Succession, HBO. Never oh, seen it. I'm only, I'm only on the fourth episode. Okay, we don't have to talk one. about don't... it. I'll go really quick. Um, um, but uh, it's like I'm watching this show. It's really well produced, really well acted. Um, uh, the 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 lead who the son who's the lead. Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna start saying everybody's names. Really Jeremy well. Jeremy Strong. Yeah. Um, and um, at the end of the second, I, I haven't watched the third season because we've just been going through, and the third season came out this year, so I'm cheating a little bit. But th- there was a frustration with me because I'm watching a show about billions. And the billionaires, um, they're miserable. They're absolutely miserable. This one guy, the main guy, Logan Roy, he has billions of dollars. And what does he use it to do? To to abuse his children. And it's like, it's like. Oh, he's played by Brian Cotts. Oh, Brian Cotts so, was a um, striker in the X-Men movies. So good. So good. <laughs> Brian and, Cox is great. Yeah. And, and it's like. And it's like... He's such a cranky old man, too. I love it. And there's this one episode where he's like, well, if I walk out, my dad can give me like $5 million and I'm going to be great. And I could go... And then the two of them say, no, no, you can't do $5 million. That's the worst thing that will ever happen to you. You're, too, you're not rich enough to retire, and but you're too rich to work. And you can't do anything. That's the worst. That's, $5 million is a curse. And this is f***ing billionaires talking. And I'm like, ah. Oh, you know, uh, but I think that's and, the point. They wrote that I'll t- line for a I'll reason. take twenty right. grand right now. Yeah, yeah. Know, right? <laughs> but it's like, and then I'm watching it, and then there was this one point, and the same criticism I have of of of, of uh, the Sopranos is like sometimes I'm like kind of I root for the characters a little bit, but then I stop because they all need to be stopped. They should be all brought to the guillotine. But like, well, it's yeah, like, T. That's the point. It's the conflict within the audience, and it's the same as the conflict within the character right. because they're your point of view character. They put you in that point of view for a reason because they want you to sympathize. But then once you really take a moment to like really realize what's happening, you're like, oh, well, that's it's bad. Like Breaking Bad, right? And like Mad Men, like it's it's a classic thing that's been happening yeah. in American drama ever since The Sopranos premiered. This is the thing that television wants you to do. Do you? How do you feel sympathizing for a bad person? But are because they're not bad. They're not bad all the time. So then here's right. my point: Are human beings as a whole, or Americans as a whole, reflective enough? to understand that nuance. I don't know that I believe it. Well, if you watch Squid Game and see the reaction to it, you might believe no. (laughs) 
<laughs> because... I don't mean to be a misanthrope. I mean, it's good that a show puts you in that position to, like, question that. It's good when art does that, when art challenges you. But I'm, 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 I'm doing, like, a more of a meta thing. And, and, and this is me being uh, uh, an elitist saying, but I understand it. Do other people understand that? You know? And I don't want to do that. But I've seen too many people like, yeah, Tony, get him. Tony, Tony Soprano, go get him. Yeah, he killed that dude. He whacked that dude. And I'm like, oh, man. Anyway, Succession is a good show. Succession is a good show. From my understanding, and I've only watched a few, well, it's like it's like Arrested Development, but mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, Arrested that's Development was great. I love Arrested Development. <laughs> I do, too. I, I used a meme today from Arrested Development. I think my favorite meme of all time is the one where where Michael opens the fridge and he has the bag that says dead dove do not eat and he opens it and he sees what's inside of it and he goes I don't know what I expected I think that says a lot about life <laughs> was it like a sandwich something. that people don't oh I don't know, I don't know. His, his, his other brother is like a magician like a hack oh, magician right right right, right, right. Job, Job, Job. Job. So, yeah Job is a hack he that. is a hack magician Ar- so Arrested has- Development is the show that made me pay for Netflix when it came, when oh, it came really? on streaming because that's their that was like their second show. The first one was House of Cards, and like yeah. the second show that came out was Arrested Development. I'm like, all right, I will right. pay for that. All right, go ahead, T. You kick off for it. Only Murders in the Building. That was my number ten. That's not on your list, Spade. No, I never seen it. It's uh, good, dude. Like it's, Steve it's Martin and. And um, Martin Short. Martin Short. And, and instead when of Chevy together, Chase, you get Selena Gomez. I mean. Yes. And she did a great job. She did such a great job. I, and, and it's, she did a good job. And, and in a tough situation, because these two guys have been working together for years and decades. And it's such. And then, you know, Steve Martin is playing like he's really kind of like not going over to the top. But that last episode, it was like the, 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 the final episode of the ultimate episode where he's like, he, they gave him, he was drugged and he's just like all over the yeah. place and coming out of the elevator doing 100% Steve Martin. Ugh. If you like the murder mysteries about... and co- the murder cozies and like, yeah. it's really a mystery too. And, the, and it's a, and it's about podcasts. They have a podcast. Right, 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 right. So you identify <laughs> with them. So it's like, ah, podcast. And their podcast blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Steve Martin and Martin Short, when they're together, like there's a great comedy special that they did. It might still be on Netflix. I don't remember the name, but it's really good. But Steve Martin is always the straight man. He is very good at playing the straight man. In a lot of roles, he's like that straight, serious sort of fellow. And Martin Short is just crazy. He's ridiculous. He's off the walls. And they do that so well together. And I'm so uh. happy to see it in like a show. And then Selena Gomez, because she's so young, you know, like me, she's <laughs> she offsets the two crazy idiots that she has to deal with. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what that's like. <laughs> so wait, is T Martin Short or am I? You're 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 more a Martin Short, I think. Right. I think T is, is definitely more Steve it, Martin. I, I I think I think that um, this is probably Martin Short's best acting ever. His best performance ever. 
He's very good. He's I mean, very, very and good. I love them since Ed Grimley. He was also in the morning show, I think, this season or last season. Last season. Um, he had some he spots was... in Arrested Development. He was there a little bit. Yes, he was the surgeon. He was the plastic surgeon. <laughs> Who couldn't walk. He had no legs or something. What was it? <laughs> he had just like the most ridiculous face ever because he was a plastic surgeon. Uh, it, it's, it's great. He said a bunch and, of filler. And the highlight of what Ariani and I were talking about is like, so Martin Short plays uh, a Broadway producer, right? Like a classic, mm. like, you know, uh, classic kind of He's role. like Matt Bialy stuff. And there's one of the shows he produced. There's a poster in the background. It says Newark, Newark, right? What was the name of it? <laughs> yes. It was Newark, Newark. Newark. Newark, Newark, a new musical, something. Right, like right, that. right. And it was that posters there all the time, and it's like, yeah, it's like and speak, brilliant. Speak, he's a hack. He's a hack Broadway producer. He's always trying to get money for his flop shows. Yeah, and like he, I said, he, it's he like crashed my- hard when he was trying to do the musical version of Splash. Yes, <laughs> and like I said, he's like a Matt Bialystock, which, funny enough, Nathan Lane also appears right, in this show. Right, right, and right. And he's right. so good. Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane is one of our greatest actors, also from New Jersey, Jersey shit- City. Jersey Shitty, I almost said. Jersey, Jersey Shitty City Bites. Cap- Jersey <laughs> Shitty Bites. <laughs> Jersey City um, native Nathan Lane. And he's Come at us, all you Jersey very... City people. We're from Newark. We'll meet on the street. We love you. T, did you live in Jersey City at one point? Yes, yes. It yeah, doesn't matter. In... I'm just causing yeah. a ruckus. I like causing a of ruckus. But you, I like, you live I like there, the so recklessness of jazz. So let's get let's get it on Jersey City versus Newark. Anyway, Only Murders in the Building is on Hulu. They are currently filming season two. Um, definitely check that out before the second season. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and don't cross. bring in go in spoilers. Try and solve the mystery. Yes. Go in blind if you can, because yeah. that's what I did, yeah. and and you'll really enjoy it. I promise. And even if you don't, it's just such good performances and funny as shit that you can't like you can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? Right. Um, so number four, everybody gave their number five, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So number four, you want me to jump in and do this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my four was yeah, murders ahead. in the building, so you're good. Okay. Per- okay. So this is my Marvel spot. So. There was a lot of there was nine Marvel projects this year, but three on Disney Plus and one movie that that I think really were were really really great. Uh, the movie Shang Chi. I really really love Shang Chi. I thought it was great. This was my first trip back to the movies since 2020, um, and I really enjoyed it. And actually watched the making of the other day, and uh, that was that was really good. And it gave me new appreciation for the movie that I already had, but. Uh, I love Shang-Chi. Uh, we already talked about WandaVision before. I'm counting WandaVision in here. I'm counting Loki in here. And I'm counting Hawkeye. Those three shows on Disney Plus I think were were phenomenal. Um, Hawkeye was just great. I mean, it, it was probably the... Hawkeye and Loki were like the two shows I was least interested in. And I thought they were the two best shows that, that they put on Disney Plus this year. Did I mention Loki was my number six, right? Is that why we're talking about it now? Right. Yes. I mean, right? we, we did okay. so many podcasts on Loki, but... I know, we did. You know. I did like Loki. The thing I like Loki more than anything was, like, the look. Like, the production design. Like, uh, everything about, like, how the TVA looked. Like, that weird, like, 70s futurism type uh, stuff. Loki, was it was great. It looked beautiful. That's what I really loved the most about it. 
and 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 uh, that they had Owen Wilson. I and Owen Wilson love Owen Wilson. Every single thing, even the worst things he's been in, it's still Owen Wilson's there. You know, trying to it's like <laughs> he, dropping those. He's a big fan. <laughs> T's a big fan of you, me, and Dupree. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should. Droba Taylor. You like Droba Taylor? Yeah. I don't know what that is. That's a movie that's, with that's Wilson. another Owen Wilson. Huh. Well, I'm going back to like Bottle Rocket and the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, you like and... the artsy stuff, the Wes Anderson stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, every, Wes and- every performance he did in the Wes Anderson. But I like uh, Wedding Crashers. He was great in that. Wedding Crashers Wedding, is... Wedding Crashers is great, yeah. It's it, it's a it's a it's a funny one for sure. Problematic but funny. Yeah, well, just like us. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I Loki Loki was really good. The introduction, spoiler alert, of Kang played by Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Majors. Ow, ow! Which is a descendant of Reed Richards, so you're probably right, Ariane. We always argue about this, but he's probably hold on. The, the, We're not going to ignore that. What happened? The cat bit you. <laughs> Or the oh, dog, yeah, he's, biting yeah. the sh- he's biting. He's biting me. Did I say Al out loud? Yes, yeah, you did. extremely right. loud. Yeah. All right, everybody, give me to a the... second because he's he's biting me at the thing, and I got to put him upstairs. All right, hold on, hold on. This is I'll be right. I'll be right back. All right. Pause for cat difficulty. Meow, 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 meow. He tried to power through that as if we did not just like. <laughs> Dude, what do you think? What do you think happened? I love that bastard. I love that bastard. It's like he's just. He's, he's just. He's just like. He's chaos. Oh he's chaos, like, encapsulated in a right. living thing. Well, since Spade is talking about his Marvel spots uh, number four for me is wandavision um and so here here is my moment <laughs> go ahead right where, where i explain why <laughs> here, I... here ariana you could write out 2021 the same way you wrote it in on the boner go ahead <laughs> i wish anyway <laughs> he had that written Days ago. Days ago. Days ago. He just came up with it now. (laughs) He's yo. You were about to. Spade is. is, is, You're sick. We can't like upset you too much. He's gonna have a conniption. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I'm a COVID statistic currently. (laughs) Okay. Here's my defense of Ralph Boner for the last time, people. So. Everybody said when this happened, why did they cast Evan Peters? If the point was for him to not be Quicksilver, why didn't they just cast anybody else? And my point for that is that, like, the point of it is to be emotional, not just for Wanda, but for the audience. Because if he was anybody else, we would know, well, that's not Pietro, that's just some guy. But because they cast somebody who is known for playing a version of Quicksilver... Wanda wants to believe that's her brother, but so do we. We also want to believe that's her brother. I it it was it was part of emotionally manipulating both Wanda and the audience because if they if they had cast literally any other person, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. You guys look pissed at me. 
<laughs> or just waiting no. for the punchline here. Yeah. No, I mean, but that's my explanation. What, 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 I happens, mean, if, I, I, what I, happens if they would have cast Kick-Ass in that role? Who, Aaron Johnson? Aaron Johnson? That's not his name. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Taylor, Taylor yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron Johnson. Taylor Johnson, yeah. Yeah, if they had, I mean, it, I was ho- I was actually hoping that it would be him. Because if you go back and listen to the episode where we first talked WandaVision, you guys said that there was a leak that Evan Peters was cast. And I went, no, because I... I don't like Evan Peters' Quicksilver. I don't like him in those Etzman movies. I'm probably alone in that because I'm just like, he's he's, he's he's fine, you know? He's fine. Um, but I did. I was like, that seems insane for them to bring him in. But then once I saw how it all played out and why it happened, it's because Wanda made it happen. Wanda, she wanted to believe that that was her brother. Some and random dude. She wanted to art. believe some random dude was her brother. Yes, she wanted to bring. She wanted to bring her brother to life, but she couldn't bring Aaron Taylor back because he was dead. They explained, like, uh, what's her name? Agatha explained that you just can't bring somebody back who's dead. You can't. You can't. But her powers are limitless at that point. She can do whatever she wants. She took over a whole town. Like everything has, has a limit. Yeah. yeah. Well, now she has a dark home, but at this point, at at that point rather, there was a limit. Anyway, you guys are never going to change your minds, but that's my reasoning. It was about it was about the emotion for the audience because if they had cast any other actor, it wouldn't have mattered to the audience. It wouldn't have mattered to the audience, and because we were invested with Wanda, that's why it worked. Anyway, WandaVision's good from top to bottom except for the final episode because they did Monica Rambo dirty. Where do we well, you can listen to our mean, other we, episodes. We literally, we Monica Rambo is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monica Rambo is one of my favorite Avengers, yeah. I, I was going to say Monica Rambo should get her due in, in Yeah, Marvel she'll get her due hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope so. And she'll because... be in she'll be in the Avengers teams going forward. Yeah. I hope so because that actress is phenomenal and she's beautiful and i i want to see more well, and, and you know what and let's let's shelve this because we've talked about it ad infinitum and uh we can talk about it again when evan peter shows up in uh multiverse of madness as quicksilver okay moving on what's your number um <laughs> that that is our number four is your number four T? <laughs> oh my number four was only murders in the buildings so, oh okay what was your all right i'm, so I'm at number three space? i'm ready for number three all right, get it, T. What's your number three? Uh, Invincible is my number three. That's probably your let, number two or number one, right? Let, let's ha- let's table that for now. Yep. Let's get table it, that. Right, okay. What's your number uh, three? My, my number three is Masters of the Universe. <gasps> let's, table, let's table that, too. Let's table that for right now. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a little shocked here. He's gonna. Why? Spade's gonna try something funny at the end. Anyway, um, okay. So we table that. Uh, Spade, right. what's so your here, number my, three? So my number three would have been number one if not for number one and number two of this year. But last year, had I watched season one of this show, this would have been my number one show from last year. Ted Lasso. I, I didn't yeah. put Ted Lasso Ted, in. Yeah, he's, Ted, he's in Lasso my honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Ted Lasso was a hundred percent. Everything you think it is, everything you heard about it, if you're not watching Ted Lasso, shame on you. Right. Um, 
T- Ted Lasso. So the only reason I, I and I, uh, shame on me too. The only reason I watched Ted Lasso is because I bought an iMac last year and I got a free year of Apple Plus. And one day I'm like, you know what? I'm finally going to check out Ted Lasso. My parents had the kids and I binged the entire first season in my basement. Um, like I did not see my wife aside from like dinner and lunch. That was it. I'm like, I'm in the basement watching wow. Ted Lasso today. You can come hang out you if you watch want. watch with her? Nope. She didn't care. She was watching something else upstairs. And you know what? I watched the entire season. That was the first show where I actually binged in one sitting from like 12 in the morning or 12 in the afternoon to like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Ted Lasso is great. There's, I can't say a bad word about it. Go watch Amazing Ted Lasso. I, I agree with everything he said. Um, it yeah. should have been on my – I was looking at it and I was like, ah, oh, but it, it didn't start this year. The only reason if if it was first season this year, it would have been top three. Yeah, but yeah, um, Ted Lasso is an amazing show. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I I also, yeah, I also really loved it. Ted Lasso is is, it's just nice to watch, and it's nice to watch. A show that just like, is funny, but also really just kind of like emotionally. Well, it has heart. Gets you. It's a it show with heart. It, yes. And and to its credit, it killed the Rick role. I have never seen, I had, I never thought I would see something done so effectively. If you want to see a Rick role really like get to your feelings, um, definitely watch Ted Lasso. The idea of Ted Lasso and you know what it means to be a man now with you know when we're when we're when we're really re as a culture as a country as a, as a planet re-examining what it means and and manhood and him going in and going into therapy and really kind of trying to be self-reflective and resisting that but actually going through that process um when we had a president, when this thing came out, when we had a president who was like, I'm not going to end up therapy. That's for weak people and stuff like that. Um, I think it really, with, with, you know, with such heart, not just it has heart. I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I don't mean to frame no, it. No, like I, I'm disagreeing no, no, with go, you. Go for but, it because everything you're like, saying is true. With, with such heart. Such like it, it's it's emotional roller. It's it's so it gets you so deep, um, and 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 it's it's just really great and and addressing some of in the second season, go you know, examining like making better space for diversity in the second season was really important as well. Um, um, uh, in that show, I just think it's a, it's a it's really a masterpiece. Listen, on, on the surface, it's a comedy, but to call it a comedy is a disservice to the show. It's not just a comedy. It's not just a comedy. There's more to it, but it is right. very funny. Well, it remember. Is, it is very funny. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's hilarious. But, I mean, this show is bred from a CSNBC. Like a commercial. Or a, yeah. Like an ESPN a, a, thing or something. Like NB, that. Yeah. An NBC sports commercial where they were going to get soccer here in America and Jason Sudeikis played a buffoon talking about the rules of football, American football, and the rules of, you know, soccer and mixing everything up. And that's how this show came about. But this is a, a skit from seven or eight years ago that's a show now. 
um, that they just bought over. And it, it, it's great. It's it's great. 100% uh, worth your time. When, like I said, I had a free subscription to Apple TV. That's how I watched it. When this show comes back, I'm going to pay for Apple TV. And it's not going to be one of those things where I'm going to wait for every episode to, to drop and then pay for it. I'm going to pay for it the day the first episode comes out because I'm going to watch this week to week. That's the, the biggest compliment plus, I can plus, give the show. That they're going to get my four ninety five or whatever the hell it is. There's also a lot of actually pretty good shows on Apple TV+. Plus. Like, I will say, they have a lot of good stuff that you should give a chance. But Ted Lasso is definitely, like, their top winner right now. It won a bunch of Emmy Awards. A buttload of Emmy Awards it won. Was the Velvet Underground documentary on Apple TV? I don't know. The Beastie Boys documentary was on Beastie Boys had one, yeah. 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 Which is very good. The Beastie Boys documentary, also good. I watched that this year. It's not on my list, but I recommend it. So that was right. your number three. Number three. Space. All right. What's so I told two? you guys. I told you guys to table it. So my number two is this is more cheating, but it's animation <laughs> with a subcategory of honorable mention. And in the honorable mention, because the animation this year killed it. There was so much they good did. animation out there. And the honorable mention in this category for me is He-Man, which Ariani said, which was phenomenal. He-Man was awesome. We did an episode on it. The second half of the first season dropped. Um, I listen to Kevin Smith's podcast all the time, and every week he gets asked, when's season two coming out? And he's like, when I know, you guys will know. He goes, I'd love to do it. I can't wait to do it. Basically, he's waiting on Netflix to green light it, um, which they absolutely need to do. Um what if was another animation show that killed it um two episodes really stand out the doctor strange one which is now canon right because we're moving into the multiverse of madness which is going to have the character from what if in there the star lord t'challa one was awesome uh another marvel show on hulu was hit monkey which i think t you watched a couple episodes right that was yeah, another yeah. Jason I watched Sud- the I, I watched the first episode, I think. Yeah. Uh Jason Sudeikis uh produced and is the main voice of the main character. Yeah. Uh definitely worth your time checking out. It's uh, like Bad Archer Batch. with monkeys. Yeah. Bad Batch came out this year. I really like Bad Batch. I know you you didn't really care for it too too much, T. Ariani, I don't even know if you watched Bad Batch. I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm looking forward to them coming into Boba Fett live action, but I like I I um I uh it was okay it was okay, <laughs> and then I'm also gonna highlight one more Star Wars thing, Star Wars Visions, but the first episode. Yes. So oh no, they, I like them all. I think they all look beautiful. They were good. The first episode is exceptional and a cut above all the others. That's the the one with the old guys, the uh, the bounty hunter guys, the Jedi, or. Well, I, I don't want to say anything else, but the first episode of Star Wars Visions is awesome. And it very um, so much you, had the art style of Lone Wolf and Cub, the original right, comic books from Japan. Right. Now. So that's all my honorable mention. My actual number two is a tie. And I that's why I said I got to lump this animation in. Oh, my God, in Spade. <laughs> because like, the, it's a top ten list. I don't care. All within number I don't care. two. <laughs> I don't care. This is what I'm doing. Obviously, Invincible. Invincible was phenomenal. Um, Really, only one thing kicked its ass this year, and you guys know what it's going to be. But 
just as good as Invincible, Super Crooks on Netflix. I was telling you guys, you got to watch Super Crooks. You got to watch Super Crooks. You guys never watched it. I would love to do a Super (laughs) Crooks episode. I watched the first episode of Super Crooks. I liked it. It was enjoyable. It was all over the place. Very fast, um, energetic, a little chaotic. Um, Go, 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 go. The opening sequence is very sexy for animation. Oh, the the credits, yeah, the, with the with the girl dancing. I only twelve more times I have to watch this every time the show starts. <laughs> um, no, Super Crooks, it was great. I I love Super Crooks. I I thought it was really good. I actually had a hard time picking which one I liked better between this and Invincible, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna give them an animation tie. You are comparing Super Crooks to Invincible. I I liked it that much, yeah, and I I like. I don't know if it's going to get a second season, but it's its own self-contained story that, that has an ending, which I really appreciated. The The comic book is only four ish, four miniseries or whatever it is, so the whole thing is done and over. I don't think there's any more of it. Now, I mean, that doesn't mean they can't do a season two and just create a new story. Okay, spo- but... Spoiler alert with Super Crooks. And anyway, I only watched the first episode. So... He, by mistake, kills all the people in the pool, which I liked that thing. But then within a minute, within a 30 seconds of screen time, it's hand wave. He's over it. It's later. It's not like the the consequences of their action. The people's deaths are kind of like yeah, there's no that, gravity to it. That was there for shock value, I think, was, was part of it. Because he's trying to be good. He's trying to do good. And then he's like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother being good. But I I, I like the show. You you're, you get so real world invested in stuff that sometimes it's hard for you to. I know that. Yeah. For me, I'm just well, like. Then, right. It's it's a cartoon. You know. But I think, in, it, I, I think Invincible is, is, is. I mean, in, Invincible's so much better. I wouldn't say so much better. I wouldn't say so much better. I I do think if it came down to it, and I can only put one in this category, it's going to be Invincible. Um, but Super Crooks is really really good. I really really liked it, and I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Even if you watch the trailer, I'm like, looks okay. There's nothing there that that I'm like this is going to be great. But I really really liked it, and I I th- I think it's great. I really do think it's great. Okay, so. Those are all your number twos, or do you have any more? No, 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 no. My number two is Interval and Super Crooks. But those those were the honorable mention subcategory of number two. Because all that stuff is great. All that stuff (laughs) is great. Oh, so so you haven't gotten to number two, or you're done with number two? I can't. It's not that hard to follow, T. You said subcategory of number two. No. My number two. Is Invincible Super Crooks as a tie? Are you sure? I know you're an educator. I'm trying to educate you right now. I'm joking. I understand. I understand. understand. Go ahead. (laughs) Yes, maybe. Well, uh, I I have one more question about it. No, I'm joking. Ariane, what's your number two? Uh, My number two, uh, it might be, maybe some people might think it's premature because it just came out, but... I loved it so much, and it's the kind of movie I think I needed in its Matrix Resurrections. I loved it. 
I loved it so much from top to bottom. And it made me, it actually got like in my feelings, like emotional seeing like Lana Wachowski's name on a Matrix movie. Because obviously the other movies, the other Matrix movies have their names on them, but they're misgendered. Um, it still says the Wachowski brothers on the other films, but this one, it has her name as she is. And to me, the movie itself was so good. I know a lot of people had little patience, I guess, for the meta stuff in it. But for me, it just made the movie work. It, like to me, like it, it couldn't it couldn't work without it, you know. Um, I thought everybody acted really well. I thought it looked great. Uh, it just so good. Like it looked good. The only thing I wish the movie had more of, and I, I it's like a okay. quibble. Now, now, mind you, the two of you have seen it. I've yeah. seen the first forty-five minutes. Okay. I, uh, you know, we we have, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a very. Our listeners, we've had a very long uh, Twitter conversation. Well, we, you know, our excuse me, Twitter conversation. I mean, text. text we have a cover. text group, right? And we're 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 like battling every minute, <laughs> every day. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a little bit. It's a, spicy, as they say. Yeah, spicy, spicy, spicy. Um, uh, Anthony disagrees with Ariani. Is that fair? Yeah, that's nothing new. I mean, no, I'm saying Anthony. <laughs> so, I'm asking Anthony his no, opinion, no, no. not you, Ariani. He, um, Here's I, I, here's my take here, on the Matrix. Well, well, here's the thing. I think we should table it for an episode because I because we need to do an entire episode because there's. So I, I think fair. you gotta. T T has to watch it. Yeah. Um. So we could really talk about it. Yeah. Um. The meta narrative in the beginning, I really liked, and you know what? I love Kung Fu versus robots. As as much as the next guy. But I think those first forty-five minutes were gold, golden. Thank you. And Thank you. and 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 I that and I was able to see Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss sitting at that cafe and having that conversation. That was the best part. Um, but I have to see the rest. I have to see what's going on because once they started, I. I was like, I started falling asleep, and then the baby woke up. I, they started redoing the Matrix there in the middle of the film, and I was like, okay, I've seen this before, you know. So I was kind of like withdrawing because, like, it's almost the exact opposite of what you were saying, Spade. Because you're like, oh, the first forty-five minutes, but when they got into the Matrixy stuff, but I think, but I, you know what? Watch, watch the whole thing, and here's, here's the thing. For me, if we're going to talk about this, I have to talk for 15 minutes about epistemology. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, uh, without doing that, we can't talk about it. For me, for Oh, I was people... epistemologist watching those first 45 Shut minutes. Up. <laughs> Listen, for, for me, nice one. for me, the Matrix Resurrections is everything I think I wanted from another Matrix sequel because it is so sincere. And I, I, and you guys hear me say this a lot. If I watch something, and if it is sincere, I will love it without any irony, without any apologizing. The Matrix Resurrections is a movie that exists to 
not apologize for itself, but also not to apologize for the Matrix sequels because the Matrix sequels are not well liked because the Matrix, the first one is pretty much a perfect movie. And then the other sequels that came after it were not well received. Why? Because they didn't live up to the original and they were messy and they were weird and they were sometimes boring. But this movie does not apologize for any of that. And that's what I love. We, so we have I, to table this. We, we have, have to, to because yeah, I, I think we deserve to do a full episode on it. But yeah. that's my number two the, of the year. The reason why it's not on my list is because I haven't finished it and I couldn't put it on the list. Either in honorable mentions or anything. I, you yeah. know, I just like I mean, what I, I saw so far. I included it with my HBO Max um, subgenre in my top ten. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but th- this... This wouldn't even crack my top 20 if I was being realistic about top 20 for this year. Yeah. And I don't know that I've seen more than 20 things. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean my my animation category was 20 in itself, oh right? My gosh. Um Listen. I didn't hate it. Oh, I didn't of love anima- it. Speak- it's fine. Speaking oh. of animation, I'm putting an addition to my honorable mention. I don't oh. even know if anything came out this year. Bluey, thank you for recommending it to me. Uh, uh, Spade, I watch Bluey um, with my son. <laughs> Bluey, Bluey is great. I love it, Bluey. It's 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 the Ted Lasso of Australian it, it, you know what? cartoons. Yes. It's the Ted Lasso yes. of Australian cartoons. I hope that I am one tenth of what Bluey's father, Bluey and Bingo's father, Bandit is. As a dad, I hope I can only be, if I'm one tenth of what he is as a father, I've succeeded. My friend says yeah. that her daughter loves when they do like the feather thing that makes things heavy. I haven't seen that episode. Her daughter will like, her daughter will like point to things and say like, you know, I don't know what it is, and then like the father pretends that whatever it is oh, that yeah. he's holding is super heavy. Mm-hmm. I'll send yeah, you the like video. That. That, sounds, that sounds very bluey. That sounds very blue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, guys, blue, we made blue, it. Yeah, watch it with your kids. You, guys, you'll we made it to it. number one. We finally. Oh, oh wait, oh, T, no. what was your, wait, T, what was, hold on, what was your number two? Oh, I'm sorry. I have a number two. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. Are we, oh, yours was The Matrix. Yes. Go ahead. Mayor. The of, only thing we've been talking about for 20 minutes. Mayor of Easttown. Oh, what, I didn't finish what, that. What a great show. There's this, uh, uh, with, um, um. Uh, oh my gosh, Kate. Um, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. I was about. I was Kate, your wife. Was in Kate, head. your wife. Kate, your <laughs> wife. Um. So like. All right. So, Kate Winslet is amazing. I think. I. I don't know that I've liked her in anything more than this. Um. She's a great actress. I liked her in a lot of things. I. I um, yeah, she's an amazing what, actress. What? What? A great show. What there's this one like I don't call it an action sequence, uh, a sequence where there's guns and stuff and people are running. Um, halfway through the thing, the 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 characters, the the depth of this, uh, the the murder mystery underneath. Uh, what a great show, Mayor of East East Town. Uh, go see it. That's that, that, absolutely absolutely. What wow. 
Wow. Yeah, I I haven't seen it, but I heard nothing but good yeah, things about I heard it. It's I one of the best shows. I have to check it out. It's it's like a six episode miniseries, right? It's like uh, yeah. right, right, right. So I I like I was like, oh, I have to do a top ten. Did Mayor of Easttown come out this year? Because it came out like early and, and like it's been a while since I saw it. So I went to go look at the release date to make sure I could put it in. Because it's been it's because it's weird when you do these ten things and like with Oscars, it's kind of like. The closer it is to when you're judging it, the like the fresher it is in your mind. And I'm glad, right? I, you know, I, I I made sure I looked up the date on this because what a great show! You know, if you like murder mysteries and stuff like that, it's a very very serious show with very deep acting kind of thing. Oh, um, uh, um, uh, the fiance uh, from The Office, uh, her first fiance. Is one of the main characters in this. The actor is one of the. Oh, main Roy. Um... Right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, he's in. He's in. It does a great job. Does a great job. Um, uh, so it's it's just a really good show. Am I right about that? Am I am I imagining that? Maybe he's not. I don't know. I'm kind of like, oh like. I don't know. I never seen a show, so I, I I can't. All right. So that's my say, number but two. But if it's number two okay. on your list, okay. I have to check so it out. So we're gonna allow. We all did our number twos. We're gonna allow Ariani to do her number one. Oh my gosh! Why? I think Why? do we all have uh, all the same three of us number? gotta have this? We all three of us have the same number one, right? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Did it not even make your list, Ariani? <laughs> wow. I have something. I have something not else that I honorable mention. Wow! Not number ten. Not number now, nine. Now, now, ho- hold on, because T. You know hold why? on. I don't you know. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I got a little crap from you guys before because apparently on the last podcast, I told Ariani to shut up. And I don't remember saying that. And I apologize that I said that to oh, her. And I didn't mean anything by it. But. <laughs> The fact that she didn't include Spider-Man in her top ten, I'm going to tell her to shut up again. (laughs) Ariani, what's your number one? I don't want to hear it. What's your number one, Ariani? I'm kidding. How could it not be Spider-Man? You know why I put this at number one? Because this is something. No. No, that's why I'm asking. (laughs) Because it's something that came out. It came out on HBO Max. It was weird. I went into it blind. I didn't know what to expect, and it ended you up. You can't have Matrix at number one and number two, Ariani. It's not. It's not. It's uh. It's malignant. Um. Uh. And it's not. It's. I never thought in a million years I would have a horror movie as my number one, but this movie was ridiculous, ridiculous. And the only reason I put it at number one is because everybody's gonna see Spider Man. Everybody in the world is going to see Spider-Man. Not a lot of people are going to watch this. And I don't think a lot of people have watched this. I don't know if you guys have even heard of it. Yeah, I, I listened to the How Did This Get Made podcast on it where they made fun of it for being so terrible. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was wild. I thought it was ridiculous. Directed by James Wan. James Wan took that Aquaman money and said, I will make the most ridiculous, craziest balls to the wall horror movie in the world and i watched this and i was like holy shit and i'm not gonna say it's like as satisfying as spider-man i'm not gonna say 
it gave me as much feelings as Spider-Man, but I think it is something that I want to see more of in media where, you know, he made, he made his superhero movie, but then he decided to make an original movie that was just freaking crazy. Crazy, crazy. The craziest thing I've seen all year. Um, none of the actors in it are famous. Absolutely none. I couldn't name... I, you show me a picture of the act of the act any actor in it, and I'd be like, I don't know who this person is. Um, nobody in it is famous. James Wan is pretty much the only person I know associated with it. It's a pretty short movie, I think. Um, yeah, it's an hour and fifty one minutes. Um, I had a ridiculous time watching it. And so the only reason I put it my number one is because I know not everybody will love it, but I really loved it. And I think it, we need more crazy movies. I want more crazy movies. Is it number one because you fell asleep during Spider-Man? I didn't fall asleep during Spider-Man. I was awake the whole time and I really liked <laughs> because Spider-Man. Because apparently you missed that movie. No. Wait, hold on. Spider-Man wasn't your number 10, was it? No. Was Spider-Man your number nine? No. Was it your number eight? No. <laughs> okay, it must have been your number seven. Are you going to do this to me, Six? really? I'll do the whole thing. Yep. Go, go for it, T. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Was it your number 11? Was it your number 12? Yeah. Not even an honorable mention. It was not because even you know an honorable why? mention. You know why? Because she wanted the drama of no! this moment. I don't want drama. I'm trying to be quiet. It's like 1241. So you, you don't think... <laughs> She doesn't think Spider-Man made the top ten. What you think? Did you like Spider-Man? Yeah, I really like Spider-Man. Was not thwip. You know what? Spider-Man no, she was, was not thwip thwip nay nay and what Spider-Man us. to me was better than Shang-Chi and Eternals by far. Um, but you know what? You know what else Spider-Man was better than? Malignant. Spider and I don't even have to see Malignant to right, know. Hold on, hold on. Uh, 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 um, uh, Spade, <laughs> we have to start our our thing. Okay, uh, can we thwip? Thwip? Can we day day? Because you know what, the best movie of the year was Ariani. The best thing was this year. Your friend. I'm not gonna say it. You Black guys... Widow. <laughs> Didn't make it. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That well, and we did a whole episode. Spade and I could write another. We could write an epic poem about how wonderful that movie was. And you know what would happen? We would write an epic poem, and then like they would dig it up in a thousand years, like on tablets, and they would listen to it. And it would be like, oh my <laughs> on god, on tablets, on tablets. See, where are you gonna get a tablet uh, from? I got he's one gonna, right here. It's an iPad. He's going to carve anyway, it in like Moses. <laughs> There's tablets all over the place. Was, We're surrounded by tablets. I was literally, no, I was literally thinking like a stone tablet. Yeah, like that's what Moses. I meant, but I'm running with the joke. <laughs> hey, Spade. Hey, Spade. What, what's your number one? Oh, yeah, Spider-Man, of course. Spider-Man. Spider I think we should just end the podcast T, right T, here. T, which, <laughs> wait, wait, T. What's your number one? We need to know oh, this. Oh, oh, you know what? My 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 number one is this small film 
Oh, uh, created by this Japanese uh, art house. Um, art house, right? A Japanese art house film place, uh, uh, cast with with a variety of actors from different kind of things. Its name is Spider Man. No way home, baby. <laughs> I cried <laughs> so. Oh my gosh! End this podcast right now. I cried with laughter watching Malignant. So. <laughs> Malignant. You know what? You know it's malignant that you didn't pick Spider-Man as your first thing. That's malignant. Are we still recording or should we stop? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, we're going to leave that in. We're leaving that in. <laughs> leave this it all in. Leave it I all don't know in. if we're done. Get us out of here. I don't know if we're no. done. Get us, us out of here. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, notallpods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. Oh, I'm in the chair that's that's squeaking. That's no good. Um, that's no good. Oh, shucky ducky.